Welcome to episode 44 of the current backloggers. The date is December 10th. I am your host, KCP, on my good friend and co-host, Cody G. Cody, how's it going today? Great. Little micro nap there I took. Speaking of micro naps, today we're going to be speaking of microaggressions. Um... <laughs> Why do you always ruin my NPR intros? <laughs> and microaggressions. <laughs> um, as a OBGYN um, that took part in a HBOC um, with several POCs, it just feels really great to be on a, a podcast with a, a lot of acronyms. <laughs> and a lot of, lot of progressive... Uh, Inclusiveness. Hmm. Hmm. Um. You know, if we ever got big and people go back and listen to these episodes, the intros are gonna be so weird. Because, like, you know, podcasts we listen to, it's like always the same exact intro. Imagine these over the top intros, and then this. I just think it'd be like the fucking most confusing thing in the world. I, I think uh, going back and listening to what I just said and what I countlessly <laughs> say all the time and. All the stupid shit I've said on here, if we made it big, this would be terrible. But, I mean, that would be... I would still continue it, though. That's the thing. No, that would be even bigger, because we made it big, and you're doing that. So, we could be the change. Yeah, we could be uh, the next Sam Hyde. Sam Hunt? No. Don't, see, don't put them in the same sentence, Casey. It's not okay. I just Every time you say that, I hear it. So, I just want to clarify. There's a lot of hair in this mic. Sam hair, what what hair on this mic? Oh no, I didn't know if he said Sam hair. Um, so we just finished watching the video game awards. Mm-hmm. We don't have to cover everything. If you want to watch it, we did an entire stream of it, and you don't even have to watch our stream. If you want to watch it, you can. I think it was uh, the best the game awards have ever been, in my opinion, especially for maybe not production value, but I feel like they did well with what they had and. With everything going on, especially if you watch some other, like major corporations, like we've seen, Sony and Microsoft and all these company, companies struggle with it. I feel like they did super well in a, obviously not nearly the amount of budget that these companies have. And as far as showcase of games, I think it was by far the best the video game awards has ever been, which is saying something because the last one they literally revealed Microsoft's next console. But, um, so we don't have to go over everything because it can be redundant since we just streamed it all. So if you want to watch, you can. Like I said, you don't have to watch ours. There'll be better ones if you want to see it because I'd recommend just watching either way. But what do you <laughs> think of it? Um, it's kind of weird an award show does announcements. Like, I yeah. really can't think of another award show where that happens. Yeah. But yeah, it's a better, better than E3. Um, but the reason my crazy intro about OBGYN and, POCs and HBOCs and inclusiveness is uh, every category was announced with that. Like, Jesus, dude, we don't. Wow, it's so progressive. Everyone just patting each other on the back. Uh, so I could have done without that. Yeah. Uh, there was a ridiculous moment where a lady's standing outside of a window. <laughs> that was fucking awesome. Uh, That's worth watching just for that bit. I mean, if you would have shown me this last year. That this is what video game awards was next year. I said, Jesus Christ, what happened? <laughs> what happened in the world? 
and does this go back to Spike TV and somehow still get worse than that? <laughs> uh, I don't even. Spike TV's dead. R.I.P. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. The trajectory that we're on is just exponentially growing faster and faster and faster, and and the new norm is uh, absolute insanity. Just a few months ago. I know, I want to get off the train. And so, besides that kind of shit, yeah, there's a lot of really big announcements, and I think you're right about the biggest announcements ever, most interesting one. Uh, it's kind of funny, though, they're more focused on doing announcements than the award ceremonies were like, uh, best strategy game of the year. Okay, uh, best Fortnite streamer. And then the personalities, I have no idea who any of those people were. And the captains go back and watch the captains of esports too. That was stupid. Um, I agree. It's always something that ties weird with the game, video game awards that it isn't just a straight up award show. But I think we've seen that it has to be that to have any relevance or have people pay attention to it, which is unfortunate because it would be cool to have a really well done and actual cool uh, video game awards, especially because most award shows in general are so cringy. But unfortunately, I think there is, isn't enough audience for that. I think we would like that. I think we're not alone. There'd be other people, but I don't think there'd be enough, especially that kind of production value, to put that if it was just an award show. I feel like that's why. I know a lot of people criticize Jeff Keighley for that, that it's kind of not an award show. But I feel like that's kind of ignoring the fact that I don't think he could get away with a straight-up award show if he did it. Mm-hmm. I think we've seen that, because even when they've not even abandoned the announcements, but focused more on awards, it's been gotten less traction than ever so i feel like it's kind of necessary to have that stuff yeah it was my the announcements were my favorite part i really couldn't care about the yeah. words too much um do you have anything that stands out like i said we won't cover everything but um the last of us and among us just cleaned house i don't think last of us i didn't play last of us I don't know if I should have cleaned house like that. I think they're making a bigger deal out of it than the mainstream did. Um, I haven't finished it, but for what I've played and what I know of it, I feel like it deserves a good amount of awards. I'm actually surprised it won so much just because, if you remember, it was uh, quite a bit of backlash against that game and a lot of negative reviews. And mm-hmm. So I was cons- kind of surprised it won that much. I didn't think it didn't deserve it. Among Us, I'm not surprised by that at all. Um, is there any announcements that stood out for you? Um, it was kind of cool seeing the Left 4 Dead. Uh, it's not Left 4 Dead, but... Back for Blood. Back for Blood. Yeah. With the same people making it. Because I think that's what's more important, is having the same people working on it, and not these companies' names. Mm-hmm. Same with the Dead Space announcement. I think it's more important to have the people that were behind Visceral or the people that were behind Total Rock, not EA and Valve, to make these games. Yeah. Um, but then the Perfect Dark announcement, I didn't, I didn't expect that. You said it was rumored, but I didn't hear any of those rumors. Yeah. Um, I have a few that stood out for me. Perfect Dark, I think, is cool, and I really like Perfect Dark. You know, I'm a Rare fan, even though this isn't Rare. It's uh, the initiative, which Microsoft's new studio. And I do think it has potential, and it was really cool. But I was actually really hoping, I told you guys we were watching those new IP, because I feel like 
having a new studio like that and focusing so hard and keeping it such a secret, I was really hoping that it was going to be something that none of us could predict. So Perfect Dark is cool. And I do think even though they're using the known IP, it doesn't look familiar at all. So I think it kind of is new and just using a known property. I think it looks kind of generic, to be honest with you, besides that. Yeah. Yeah, like how many times have you seen that like dystopian yeah. organization? Yeah, I think... Like Watch Dogs is doing that right now with their new one. Yeah, a lot of the differences might come, we'll see. Obviously, it's very early from what we know, but I think a lot more of that will come out in gameplay, like the tech and the everything that um, Joanna Dark used in the old games. Yeah. So I think it might not show through on trailer, but uh, as cool as that was, I wish it was a new IP. And then another one I had on here was the same as you, Black for Blood. It just looks, and the actual getting gameplay of I did not expect at all, and the mm-hmm. fact that it's only like a half a year away, I think it looks fucking awesome. Um, I actually forgot to put it on here, and now I don't have the name because of it, but the uh, Dead Space game you're talking about, it's not called Dead Space, but it's clearly... Yeah. It's like a spiritual successor and to it, Dead Space. It's a guy from Visceral too, right? Yeah. 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 Um, Glenn Schofield, I know he uh, worked on the, he was the biggest guy at Call of Duty at the time and then moved on to Visceral. What I think helps too is by uh, not being stuck with these IPs and trying to take that stuff that made those IPs big in the first place is they're not bound by story or bound by yeah certain things that the fans will nitpick so you can change yeah. those things now. The other, the other feud I had here was Fortnite getting uh, the Master Chief and oh yeah the Blood Gulch level, which um, if you know me or just listen to podcasts or watch videos, you know um, I'm quite the Fortnite hater. I get why it's popular. I don't care if other people like it. It's just not for me at all. But uh, this is something that if somebody told me that I'd be excited for Fortnite going into the video game awards, I have no fucking way. Yeah, and same. I watch it, I was like, oh, man, they got me. I definitely got to check this out. Still, as cool as it is and as much as I want to like it because Halo, it still might boil down the fact that it's Fortnite and I might not actually enjoy it. Yeah, but once I, that novelty wears off. Yeah, I do think it's cool in the fact that you can play Blood Gulch and have Capture the Flag. I feel like it might make it those game modes not feel just like Fortnite, so maybe that would make it a little different. And then the last two I had was uh, the Fall Guys update for Season 3 for the Christmas event coming up, I think, six days from now, from the time of recording this, which uh, you know I love Christmas, and Fall Guys I've been wanting to go back to, so it's a perfect excuse. And then the last one was the announcement of the next Mass Effect game. But uh, it was a cool teaser trailer, but I don't feel like you really could tell anything from that besides it does seem like it's a continuation of the mainline Mass Effect game. Yeah, didn't they, didn't they pick up a... Yeah, a relay, which mm-hmm. those were... Well, I won't say anything, so I'm not spoil it, but you could probably put it together if you saw a trailer anyways. So it seems like direct continuation of that, probably way in the future, which would make sense. But it'd be interesting to see a pickup on that, since Andromeda was a prequel one set way before and didn't really connect to it. Can, it, can we bounce back to a previous episode real quick? Yeah, actually, um, that's coming up anyways. I got a segment for that, but if you guys want to talk about something now, go for it. Um, a higher up in the Israeli <laughs> space. Oh, uh huh. Yeah. Did you hear about this? Yeah. Yeah. Remember when I was like, if the aliens are out there, I think they're a big federation and they're waiting for us dumb apes to catch up to them. Uh huh. And then they'll start bringing us in the fold. I haven't looked in enough about this Israeli guy and he's 
probably crazy, but uh, I was like, that's cool as hell, and that's my prediction. Yeah, I saw that, and a lot of people are talking about how it's verified because it's in just like some nutcase, it's some of those really mm-hmm. high up. Yeah, which that could, but be. could still be crazy though. That's what I was gonna say. Yeah, I mean, if it is true, then he's gonna seem crazy. If it, even if it actually is true. But yeah, there's a good chance that just case high up doesn't mean he doesn't have crazy views or some crazy thought. Doesn't mean it's automatically true just because he's somebody that's important. When some of those Area 51 guys were dying off and then like right before they passed away, they wanted to quickly get their stories out. Uh, it's exciting, man. And Oh, shit. I predicted it like a few months ago and I was like, bro, that's a... I even said Mass Effect. I was like, we Mass Effect like waiting for us dumb apes to catch up. And it would make sense that you would start seeing these visitations would start happening right around. We start fucking shooting off atom bombs and nukes because they're like, oh, fuck. Like, we're kind of like a nature preserve or something for them. And then they're like, oh, my God, the the fucking apes on planet whatever. God damn, dude. What do they even look like if aliens exist? What the fuck? It's fun. It's exciting to think about. I know you don't believe in it. But man, it is exciting to think about what the hell's out there. But yeah, so sorry, I just uh, I wanted to bring that up because uh, made me think of Mass Effect. Oh no, you're good. I do like talking about it. Like I said, I'm not somebody. I know a lot of people are like firm one way or the other. I just don't believe in if something changed my mind. I would. There's a series on Netflix. Um, this lady will go into detail about what they, if aliens do exist, what they would be like, and she bases it on like how weird octopuses are and like different weird things that live in crazy environments and and it's kind of almost like a planet earth but for sci-fi shit that doesn't exist or it might have been hbo max i can't remember but i want to give that a go because i feel like that'd be interesting so if it is creatures like that how are we uh how's this federation working how's communication happening are we just like i'm sure they if they have a federation they travel light speeds they have some sort of uh technology to translate their thoughts and feelings and who knows how they communicate it could be like whales where we think like oh wow listen to the whales but really the whales are having like full-blown conversations um or just banging out yeah or dolphins too um and they talk about too like plants having a way to communicate with each other you know plants like communicate you know like Mm -hmm. this tree over here is getting eaten up by bugs and they'll release this pheromone communicate to the other trees to be like oh shit and they'll change the way their leaves taste and weird shit like that so who knows how they communicate but i'm sure they've uh arrival they kind of talk about that too like how the fuck do you communicate with them after they appear but yeah i think there's some big shit out there man and it'd be <laughs> it'd be just wild it would it would flip i'm telling you Something like that gives me such comfort because it would unite all of human humanity, especially if they were aggressive. And it because us versus them is so in, like ingrained in humanity. Like think about it. Like you like nationalism. The reason nationalism exists is because it's almost like it's naturally in us. It, we evolved with that us versus them. Like sports teams is a great example of that. But there's no common enemy to unite all of humanity. And I think an alien would do that. You think that's how it would be, though? I think in theory it should be. But I feel like that's giving humanity too much credit. I feel like you'd have this. some people that are like, no, I'm going to side with them and then try and fight with them. 
or the ones that are like, well, we can capture them. I think. I don't know. Yeah, I don't think it'd be. I think in theory it should be. I get what you're saying. But it I could feel be like, like Corona. Like think about all the different countries uh-huh. reacted. Yeah. You would think, oh, it all unite with Corona, but Australia got in a weird trade war with China, so we don't. I don't know. Yeah, I think it'd be more of a an all-out war, and then. Uh, they might appear too, like they say, like uh, you know, they jump-started civilization for uh, humanity because they think there was like a something huge happened on Earth and destroyed really old civilizations. Like they think Egypt used to be a jungle and shit like that. You've heard that before, right? Yeah. Like the Sphinx has like rain damage and it's impossible to get rain there. So, I think they would appear and be another jump start. Like it'd be crazy technology. I don't know. So are, are these monoliths tied into this? I'm sure you've heard about those. No, that's that's an art project. I don't think that's, that's any importance. That's what I'm thinking. The only thing that seems weird to me about it is how um, spaced out they are, mm-hmm. especially once they start getting to other countries yeah, and not just the U.S. But then, I mean, you could also, if somebody really wanted to freak people out or do this as like some publicity stunt, you can make sure that you know people all around the world to be like, yeah. well, if they put one here, then they're going to be like, wait, it can't be just people playing a prank because they put it all over the world. Yeah. And the monoliths are like metal that we know of and have. And yeah. It's nothing too crazy. Did you see the idiots that tore one down or like, God, Jesus, and stuff no. like that tore it down? That would be my biggest issue of aliens <laughs> up here. The amount of people that would like oh my god god doesn't exist now that's why i think that there's be all-out war even if they're coming in peace or coming in war or whatever you just have so many different views and so many different thoughts about it well think about the the island the uncontacted tribes all around the world and that island in off of india with the that tribe the uncontacted tribe there that like throw spears at helicopters and kill people that come on the beach that could be where we are right now and like india has crazy laws protecting them so the rest of aliens could be like guys don't don't you can't go over there um but did you see the pentagon is saying like we do have aircraft from other like this is why in the fuck is nobody talking about this shit it's so fun to think about uh, there's really no negatives behind it. It's just a cool thing to think about. Aliens, like holy shit, it's like so sci-fi. But the fact that oh, aliens, yeah, they, I think Tommy's a fucking <laughs> Tommy was those have sight. Yeah, he's uh, that should have been enough proof. But it's exciting to think about. Like, why can't we all shut the fuck up about politics and UFO or uh, coronavirus for a second and talk about the government just admitted to having spaceships from another, like, they don't know where they came from. Um, I still think low down. <laughs> I think it's like the Russians and the Chinese. They want to make sure they don't have this technology. Whoops. Uh, it's just fun to think about, dude. It's like, how the fuck are we still just so focused on horse shit and you got this really cool stuff that's going on over here. Also, man, imagine being a scientist, like, a Bob Lazar, but a Bob Lazar in, in height, like, you can't talk about it. Like, you've seen some crazy shit, and you can't say anything. And you think, like, there's someone eventually will leak it. And it's like, yeah, Bob Lazar did leak it. But then there's, like, Navy SEAL guys that know, 
like national security. Like I can't talk about these missions. So there wouldn't be any difference for those scientists. Yeah. And then you have the scientists, uh, you know, like 10, 15 years ago, <coughs> they were passing away and were quickly doing interviews before they, they, they had terminal illnesses. Um, it's like a Mothman or I forget what those are called. Um, it's just fun to think about and talk about. And the fact that you have the government kind of admitting that this shit's going on and um, they're in contact with Israel and America. But this seems kind of like, is that propaganda? <laughs> is our biggest ally and us the only ones in contact? We're, we're the ones in contact with them. Um, and, you know, the Soviet Union had that whole program of reporting UFOs and they had casualties. It's cool. And it feels like Mass Effect, man. But yeah, so anyways, video game awards, yeah, master. Yeah, there you go. It's <laughs> a good segue into, uh, like I said, we live stream the whole thing. If you want to watch it, I definitely think it's worth watching. Um, I think especially if you were bummed about E3, like I know a lot of our friends are, including us, I think this isn't a good substitute for it, but I think it's definitely eased it up a little. So I definitely recommend watching it. It's on our channel. We stream the whole thing. The audio at the beginning is going to be uh, about 20 minutes of silence on our end because we had our mics turned off. <laughs> but that was just was a pre-show anyways. But I definitely recommend watching that. What else have you been up to, Guy, besides us watching that together? Uh, Not sleeping. Not sleeping? No. Oh, my God. Uh, You're in the same boat as me, remember? Yeah. It's been a little better lately, but I feel like I, I talked about this on the podcast. I had some nightmares that were stupid, and I meant to remember them, but of course I forgot them. Oh, yeah, I did talk about this on the podcast. That's why the nightmares. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to remember. It was something so stupid and definitely shouldn't have been afraid of, similar to you. Uh, I don't know how much sleep I've had. Maybe like two or three hours now I'm thinking about it. I went to bed about noon. Then Renee busted my room because it was late coming over here at like 4, 4.30. In the last couple of days. I don't even know. I'm going to stay up late tonight too so I don't mess up my sleep schedule. Uh, more than it already is. But just adding stuff to my security system. It's fun to... Ring offers a lot of cool stuff. Sometimes it really fucks with you mentally. I told you someone to sneak around the house, right? Yeah. Like mm -hmm. So it makes me a little bit more paranoid. <laughs> Last night, all of my sensors went off and my cameras went off. There's movement to the front, movement to the left. It was like fucking aliens. Like, bing, bing. We're surrounded, man. My hound, dude. <laughs> and uh, that would suck if the aliens are predatory, wouldn't it? Um, Like actual? Yeah. They've um, yeah. already been here, I think, uh, if they could, if they were predatory. Um, Suck if they showed up and were like, all right, yeah, you guys fuck this up. We're going to fix it and just... Just did like they did the dinosaurs. Uh -huh. Um, so I definitely got paranoid last night because there's movement all around, and I realized it must have been the app fucking with me because there was nothing. Uh, and then I looked back at the app and it did say there was movement, but there was nothing recorded. So I don't know. Um, it also probably helps that I'm like on zero sleep and then running around my house, looking through windows and busting through doors. Um, I have guns stashed all around my house too, random spots. I have a revolver I keep losing too. Losing. 
<laughs> somewhere in the house. And Renee's nieces come over too. I was gonna I'm say like, you should have a kid. Yeah. What's this? <laughs> she has nieces come over and I have to hunt down all these uh there's three guns? Yeah. Three guns throughout the house I gotta put up. Um so yeah, I'm clearly a paranoid person. Do you think the country would be safer without guns? And no one had guns? Yeah. Like zero guns. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But they're already I, out there. Yeah, no, I know. I was just trying to cause conspiracy, but yeah, if you boil it down to zero, I think that I think it'd be hard to disagree there'd be less violence. But oh, for sure. I don't I know that's not the debate. I've we just dumb. swords and shit. <laughs> Everybody have a half sword. That we'd be talking about swords. Um shit was talking about yeah so just working on that and uh putting away finished putting away a bunch of dvds that i bought uh a few weeks ago i'd mentioned like the fucking hundred dvds Mm -hmm. scanned all the new video games put those in and uh just ebay stuff besides that that's it nice um work that's why i was gonna start with work and working a lot of overtime in gangs have been offering double overtime so I've been taking a lot of that. And then besides that, I've been up to a decent amount this week, mostly Christmas stuff. You know how much I love Christmas. So been trying to do as much as I can, especially with so many things being different and everything getting canceled and not feeling like not just Christmas, but everything, but especially Christmas. So we went to, have you ever been to the Renaissance Festival? Yeah. They're, uh, they canceled the Renaissance Festival because they cancel everything, mm-hmm. but they, uh, set it up as a big like castle with christmas lights and like a old time like uh christmas festival and market there oh wow so could you walk around that yeah how is it different from the renaissance festival i don't think it is <laughs> it's like everything is kind of just pick and choose you know just through one night or all year um multiple weekends i can't remember multiple how long weekends. yeah but uh that was cool and then i'll kind of jump around because i did some non-christmas things on the way home from there, we stopped in Cincinnati and went to uh, Slim Chickens, which is a a terrible name, but uh, it's like um, a way better version of Raising Canes. I think I told you about it. For every yeah, Cincinnati yeah. again, we got to try it. You would like it. Um, then we got our Christmas tree. You probably saw it upstairs. We went and picked it out with my family and set it up, and that's just that's some of the best stuff doing that. Um, and then... I went to the Columbus Mavericks game. I think you saw me posting about it, which is yeah. hockey and being able to see sports in person alone was RA. It's a low tier, obviously, but seeing any sports in person is a nice change of pace. And um, having essentially minor league hockey back and me not even knowing we had it for like a year now, it was uh, upsetting, but also very exciting that I was missing out on this, especially with the lack of sports and be able to view them in person lately. But uh, it's not actually minor league, like I said. It's beneath that, it's juniors, which is 18 to 21 year olds, I think, that are um, in college or just out of college and more than likely will make it to the minor leagues or are fighting to make it to the minor leagues. So it's still like high end talent. You're not just watching like a high school team or something. And our team seems way too professional for being in a junior league. Their logo and colors and their website and everything. Seems like it could easily be a minor league team, if not like a low pro level team, which is uh, really cool. And they have a um, a booth set up there. They have all their merchandise that uh, 
is far too appealing and I want all of it. <laughs> um, it's definitely still lower tier. It's at uh, the chiller rinks, if you know those here, but uh, in central Ohio. But I didn't know. I'm used to a chiller rink that's by us. There's one in Lewis Center, and it holds 1,500 people. Oh, wow. So I was like, that's actually like a, a small minor league arena. And I was like, that's kind of cool. So you can only have 1,500 people in there, and then they limit to 150. So the excitement's kind of drowned out of it right now. But still, to be honest, these sports in person's cool. And they won five to three. So it's exciting, like back and forth game. But it is lower tier. So the concessions are, uh, they actually have a good selection. But it's more like a movie theater concession. So like the pretzel I got, you could smack it and you could hear it. It was so hard. And then they have just a ton of weird fucking items. You would, when you go to a game, you would love it. It's also super cheap and everything's reasonable, even the concessions, which is never, that's not a sports thing, as you know. But, um, and not all the concessions are bad. That was a, just a funny example. But then they have like SpongeBob popsicles. They have Hot Pocket as they listed on there. Jesus. Um, cup of noodles. The fucking uh, bre- cup of noodles? Breakfast on a stick. Fruit by the foot. Breakfast it's on just, a stick's good, though. It's just the weirdest assortment of shit. But yeah, a lot of it's actually good. The pretzel. And the pretzel would have been good, but it was just kind of comical how hard it was. So I just kept Lean smacking cuisine. on yeah. um, A Hot Pocket? <laughs> The fuck? But, uh... Someone just went to Costco. So, when I first found this team before I went to a game, I figured out there's this app where you can watch their games on if you pay for a subscription, which I'm not going to pay for that. But it's kind of cool. It has every one of their games on, uh, filmed and has an announcer and everything. But the announcer gets way too into it. And he always, he does the things that I do jokingly. I'm going to embarrass myself on the podcast just for it. Like when I do my fake announcing, I'm like, go! He does that. <laughs> like just so over the top out of nowhere. <laughs> and uh, it's great because he's just sitting uh, like five rows above you. Go! And so, you can hear him announcing? Yeah, we could. We were uh, a little farther up because we could pretty much just like got right next to the ice, which is another <laughs> cool part because you can just be like as close as you can. So he was a little ahead of us. but uh, So you can hear him, but we were a little too far ahead, but it was great because you would just not hear him at all, and then you hear announcements like that out of nowhere, and it would be very funny. And then the reason I brought up the TV app thing is because I was watching one of the games. I signed up for the one month just so I could see. I'm just not going to keep paying for it because it's too expensive to pay for something like that. But um, so I was watching it, and you this would be your favorite part of it. It's obviously low budget, and... They go live like an hour before they actually start announcing the game, but they just leave their mics on and just have small talk, and they know it's on. It's not like a one-time thing. Every game was like this that I looked at because you can go back and watch games. It's like on demand, which is kind of cool. You can just watch every old game of theirs. But uh, like one of the games, they're just having small talk, and then he got like super pissed, and he was like, God, this, this is the worst thing I've ever heard in my life. And then the other announcer was like, uh, I, I like this song. And he's like, not the song, the sound system. The sound system is a joke here. It's the worst <laughs> thing I've ever heard. Holy cow, and, uh, man. Then I got there, and it was entirely too loud. But I was like, this sounds pretty good. They are playing generic, like, um, top 40s music. But it sounded really good. And I was like, now I'm even more confused. <laughs> but then I think what it was was that was there. Um, the music was good, but then when they actually had to use their microphones, it sounded like they were from the 1940s. <laughs> I think that's probably what he's pissed off about. And uh, 
the best part was, like I said, a good sound quality. And I was like, is this guy high? And then hearing the first time I heard it was uh, them saying, uh, please rise for a national anthem. Oh, God. And uh, it was like probably 30 seconds of dead silent after he said that. And everybody's kind of looking around. And then people would start laughing. And then just still, it was just about silent. And then like 10 seconds of silence, people keep laughing. This happened for like two minutes. And then last year for like a minute. And then he came on. Sorry, having trouble finding the national anthem. Bear with me. <laughs> and then it was like a minute of that again. Maybe they're protesting. Yeah. <laughs> then uh, it was funny because right before that, I said I was going to take a knee. And then that happened. So, yeah, I kind of fed into it. <laughs> and it would be more embarrassing if somebody took a knee. just no national anthem. <laughs> um, but uh, then it was like another minute of it. And it was just the same thing, kind of like laughing and silence and laughing, which made it funnier. But uh, then after like another minute passed, and, all right, we're not going to have a national, national anthem tonight. Thank you, folks. And uh, and because he clearly couldn't find the audio file, so halfway through the game, they're playing. Junior, I think it was actually this one. I was going to say one, but they kept playing uh, "Bad Guy" by Billie Eilish. Uh, and then in the middle of it, the national anthem started, and then completely cut out. So I think he found the audio clip. <laughs> oh shit, shit! Well, I got for next game. So like I said, you can definitely tell it's low budget, but I feel like for it being low budget, I think they're putting a lot of effort and uh, support behind it, which is cool, and also. The nice thing about being low budget is next to nothing be able to attend it. So we should go to a game. I think you like it a lot. And yeah, I'm down. Ryan's kept commenting. He said that'd be your favorite part, just seeing the cringiness and the oh, things yeah. falling apart around it. And but the, the hockey itself is entertaining. The really old microphones. Yeah. Nineteen forty two, Japan center surrenders to to Truman. Nineteen forty five. I can't yeah. Jesus Christ. What a joke. <laughs> um that was cringe. Um <laughs> Yeah, man, I'd be down to check it out. Okay. Um, fucking Hot Pockets and <laughs> on stick. Cup of noodles and Hot Pockets. The fuck? Yeah, the more I looked at the menu, the more confused I was, but I was like, this is great. It's like that one YouTuber that uh, wanted to go to one of the worst-reviewed restaurants in the city, and it was definitely just a money laundering scheme, and <laughs> he showed up there, and they were they didn't know what to do because like, no one ever ordered food there. It's just mm-hmm. a front. So they literally just took like lean cuisines and microwaved them and gave them to him. Oh my God. <laughs> Charged him for it. Uh huh. <laughs> so this reminds me of. Is it also like a. You ever go to high school sporting events? A couple of them. Yeah, like where it's like the moms running the snack stands? Not that. They were employees, but I feel like definitely the majority of the crowd was probably family members, which is another thing that's different than live sports. I like. You can't be like, oh, this guy's a fucking idiot or something, because then the person might be like five <laughs> feet away from you. I mean, you can, but I was like, ah, I should probably watch saying stuff too much, aside from like commentating on hockey. I don't want to be a douchebag with probably family <laughs> members sitting next to me. Um, but uh, So are all these guys undrafted? Yeah, at the moment. And then, like I said, not all of them are going to go, but definitely some of them have the skill and potential to progress from there. It's not just like that's their last stage. So you're still seeing talented hockey, definitely. Um, and I think the thing that stands out more about, even though it's low budget and are seeming more professional, I think it stands out even more when you see some of the other teams in this league. Some of them seem on par with ours, but like the night we went, we were playing the Metro Hockey Club and where the Columbus Mavericks and our color scheme and logo looks all professional and their name sounds so bland and then they just have a giant M that looks like they just took it off of. 
like uh, Photoshop in two seconds. <laughs> so I think that's another thing that helps stand out. Where are they from? Uh, they're from Michigan, so it made even easier. Yes. To, yeah, make fun of them. So why you went that night? No, I actually I had to look up where they're from. I was curious, so I didn't know that. I just that was night that worked out. Nice. Uh, besides that, the only things I've been up to. How'd you find them? Um, it was on social media. I'm trying to remember how they popped. I wasn't searching something. I don't know if it was sponsored or somebody else posted about it. And I was, what the hell is that? So it was kind of cool to just pop up like that. Then the only other things I've been up to are two more Christmas things. I went to a place called Clifton Mill. I don't know if you ever heard of it in Ohio. No. It's like a historic site in Ohio that I've never been there for non-Christmas things, but they do a big Christmas lights and extravaganza there. It's fucking awesome. You should go to it. The thing you would probably like the most there is not the lights at all. It's this creepy-ass museum they have of, uh, I can't remember how many Santas my dad asked. I I'll get the number and talk about the next podcast. But they have a shitload of Santas that they've collected just from all different years. And it's Look, just yeah. this weird house that you walk through. And it's just a ton of fucking Santas everywhere. And there's so many creepy ones. And these things are look like they're straight out of nightmares. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So you should check it out. The lights, they do like a, a synchronized light show and have all kinds of stuff. But uh, I think the museum will be your favorite part. And then the only other thing I did was... Fantasy of Lights, which is a, a drive-through light show. I don't know if you've been to that. It's in Delaware, Delaware, Ohio, obviously. No. Uh, it's It's been a thing I went to as a kid, so I do every year. But it's cool to just be able to drive through and see the lights, and they have a Christmas music station you turn to it, and then like synchronizes with it. We used to go to one in Canton like that. Oh, did you? Yeah. Okay. Um, that's all I've been up to this week. Do you have anything from uh, that you forgot about from the weeks before? Or weeks before? No. No? You know, I was late today. Um, wasn't on the last podcast. And we did one online the week before that, right? Mm-hmm. You need to choose better co-hosts. I was just fucking real flaky. <laughs> hey, we yeah. still haven't fully missed a week yet somehow, though, which I didn't think would happen. So... You're the backbone of this operation, Casey. Um, I'm saying shit over here that's going to get us canceled. And talking about aliens and hiding handguns and shotguns all around my house. So, yeah. So, thank you for being the backbone. Oh, you're welcome, man. I'm glad you said thankful. I can segue into the thing that I was going to talk about next. That I meant to talk about uh, two weeks ago, it would have been, I think. Uh-huh. Yeah. And that's uh, things that we're thankful for for in uh, gaming or things that maybe I should give you a heads up on this but um, just anything games that you're thankful for like different genres or what games have brought to you or what I'm thankful for thankful for you and gaming me and gaming mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm just really thankful for the OBGYNs and oh, POCs. Uh, You're not thinking for POC. You got all triggered when we were playing uh, Game of the Year Coffee Talk in the head. I don't POC. think so, dude. I'm all about the POCs. You um, are? Yeah. And um, the HBOCUs. <laughs> I don't even know what these fucking. <laughs> uh, historically Black. Oh, that one. College University. HBCU. Um. I'm just really appreciative of the inclusive, the, just being so inclusive with gaming right now, 
It's a good time for Latinx, too, in gaming. Um, hold on, I'm trying to hit all my bases here. Uh, um, also, OBGYN is just a... Well, I know. Just a pussy doctor. It's not even a... <laughs> I think that's a real medical term for it. Pussy doctor. <laughs> yes, I'm a pussy doctor. Come on in. <laughs> Could you imagine? Could you imagine? Could you? That's got to be a bad job. You think it'd be great? Like, like. oh, that's got to be a cool job. Doubt it. Doubt it. Um, what's the, the actual term? LGBTQT plus? Yeah, plus. You got it. So you don't forget anything. I think plus is a good, good all encompassing. Um, just right now, I'm really concerned about black trans lives too. So that's a good thing that a lot of video games right now have characters wearing those t-shirts. <laughs> it's very important that you get that out there. Clearly, I'm fucking joking because that's a big fucking joke. Um, if you honestly think for two seconds that any of these corporations care about you, you're high as a goddamn kite. Um, I'm trying to remember what else. Uh, oh, uh, I'm really happy about the the handicapped um, people out there that have arachnophobia. The Video Game Awards had arachnophobia down as a fucking handicap. Dude, this is where we're at, Casey. You're handicapped, technically. I did talk about that, how I couldn't play that game mm-hmm. on a couple of months ago with podcast. Well, see, you should be happy as a handicap. <laughs> <laughs> It's a disability. I didn't say it's a handicap. It's a uh, disability. It's, yeah, the big fucking disability handicap for you and the HBOCs. <laughs> Even with me admitting that I couldn't play that game, I don't know how something that is literally classified as a phobia is thrown in as a disability. <laughs> <laughs> the term arachnophobia means just, it's not a disability. I think they literally just ran out of shit, man. <laughs> um, but seeing the spider disappear was quite satisfying. Trying to think what else I'm just really th- Oh, AOC. When she got on there, I was a fucking a real thankful and really appreciative of that. When she was um You weren't collecting- sus at all? No, dude. I wasn't sus at all because she was collecting money for um um defense lawyers for people getting evicted from their homes. Because you know it's the landlord's job to pay their mortgage. That's where Ryan's gonna nothing. comment something. Well, I mean, how the fuck do you expect the landlords to make to to pay their own mortgages? I mean, it's fucking insane. She's literally out there collecting money right now for defense lawyers to defend people and they're getting evicted. How in the fuck are these companies supposed to and most most landlords own maybe one or two homes. Um <sighs> I can't get too deep into that though tonight, because uh, I'm Bet more concerned about the OBGYNs right now. And um, when that when that main character of that one video game, <laughs> I can't even do this with a straight face. When that one main character of that one video game, when Marcus Phoenix grabbed his <laughs> grabbed his all black trans lives matter armor and put it on his body and fought grunts. Mm-hmm. I was, my thankfulness was through the fucking roof, Casey. Me too. I was like, a Gears and Halo crossover. That's fucking amazing. Yeah. When he put on that fucking, that, when Master Chief. Oh, I thought it was Marcus. Grabbed his rifle 
and looked at the camera and said, this is for all the Latinx out there and HBOCs. And then killed all those Covenant guys. <laughs> Fuck, dude. I was so thankful I was shaking, Casey. Oh, through the roof. Just the excitement. For gaming <laughs> right now, man. I tell you what. Yeah. 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 Oh, and uh, Just Cause Mobile. <laughs> Whew. Real thankful for that one, too. Um... Oh, the one game where it's a little girl running through a uh, uh, woods <laughs> with uh, yeah, music, uh, with classical music playing or some sort of music playing, and she's running through the woods um, with like a retro bit graphics. Mm-hmm. So thankful for those. How many? How many did they advertise tonight? There was like four or five of those. I, say, I think five. Not that I was counting, but I feel like that's a rough estimate. Oh man, I, whew, just real thankful right now. What are you thankful for, bud? <laughs> <laughs> you better say HBOCs and OBGYNs and uh, LGBTQT plus. <laughs> Dude, this world, man, we're on it. We're on it right now, brother. <laughs> what are you thankful for? You say you didn't get much sleep, right? Oh, just absolutely zero sleep. I think he's showing through right now. Well, also, I, I feel like you asked me like four times, you sure you want to do this podcast? <laughs> now I'm like, yeah, hell yeah, I want to do this podcast. But once I sleep like 15 hours and wake up out of a coma, I'll be like, what the fuck did I do? Um, but yeah, what are, you, what are you thankful for? Well, can I follow it up without saying those things? I feel like, you know I believe those things, but I feel like you cover all of our bases. Yeah, right, yeah, both 100%, of us. brother, don't even worry. Okay. Don't even worry. I feel like I'm still worrying because immediately before you that, you want me to give an honest answer it. for it? I feel like it's going to be a joke. But no, no, it's a, this is the truth. Okay. I'm really fucking thankful for my external hard drive. Yeah? Yeah, we'll get in that pickups, but that thing, I've had it for oh, a game since changer, Tuesday. Literally. Yeah. Oh, my God. Had it since Tuesday. Just constantly downloading stuff on it since I've gotten it. I love it. Where are you going to be sad is if you fill it up because you got two terabyte, right? Yeah. I mean, it's still a lot, but. I have four terabyte, and I'm not close to filling it up. I just keep looking at it. I'm like, oh, my God. If I fill this <laughs> up, I'm just going to be sad because this is, seemed like infinite memory. Yeah. But we know how games are now. Uh, and you're talking about gaming in general, right? Uh-huh. I'm thankful for it keeps uh, friendships in, in contact, even if, like, people that moved across the country from me. I still hang out with from high school 10 years ago that we get on a game, and it's a... Uh, way to bond and keep friendships alive definitely that was going to be one of mine unless you have anything else i don't know if i should even ask that might be a (laughs) might be a trap there just uh fucking i don't know man i feel like i covered everything i tried to think of something there but i couldn't feel like i said everything i feel like somehow the kind of things you're mocking i feel like somehow you still didn't cover everything there would still be some issue there (laughs) right Uh, um, but mocking, excuse me. <laughs> you mean empowering and highlighting. I hate you. Um, the things I'm thankful for are one of them that you touched on is that keeping people connected. I don't feel like I have a ton of friends that have moved far away or that are hard to play with or anything. You just don't have a ton of friends. I think is what you meant to say. But I do feel like there is a, 
a few of those and I feel like I do have that same connection. I feel like for yours, it's a little more meaningful though because I feel like a lot of your friends do live like states away and those were some of your best friends. I don't have many cases like that. But I feel like even though most of my friends still live around me, I feel like without games, it would be hard to do a lot with them. Even if I just see them like on social media or whatever, that's not really like con actually contacting or being with them, even though it is virtual through games. I feel like it still is way more of a connection and it's easy to find time to play a game or something opposed to trying to plan a hangout because people are so busy and everything. So definitely that. And to go deeper into that, no jokes. Um, I feel like aside, even aside from online gaming, I think that's the thing I'm most thankful for is how much great games can bring people together and make more connections. I hate you. <laughs> I feel like I know you talked about a lot of people talk about how it's weird that how normal I am and how I can interact with people and how it seems so natural to just be myself. And I feel like that actually has come a lot from being able to not play just games themselves, but what that brings of being able to bring people around. Yeah. Cause I feel like as kids, unfortunately a lot of it's like, Oh, what do you have? That's fun. That is bring people to you. And I always had the newest games and everything. And I think those people are my real friends because of that. Because you were homeschooled. Yeah. Um, So I think they weren't my friends because I had those things. I feel like, like I said, natural kid thing to be like, oh, do you have the new cool thing? And since I always loved that stuff, I always had it. So I feel like that brought a lot of friends I probably wouldn't had. And not that they're my friends because of those things. Well, I feel like that's normal kid nature, unfortunately, that that's yeah. how we are. Yeah, because that's a shock that you're homeschooled. I, I feel like you're the only person I ever met that was <laughs> normal homeschooled. And I think it's weird when people say I'm normal because I think I'm about as weird as you can get. And, you know, I'm not somebody that's like, oh, I'm weird and quirky. I just, I know I'm a fucking weirdo. But then at but, the same time, I think you still have the good attributes of homeschooling, of not being judgmental or... I'm worried about what others think of you. Because I feel like school, you're like, oh, my God. Yeah. You're judging people, and you're worried people are judging you. But I don't think you have that. So that's a um, good attribute of being homeschooled. But at the same time, man, socially, absolutely retarded, usually homeschooled kids are. <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. Oh, I've, I've had a couple of friends. Uh, you oh, you yeah. heard my stories. I've had a couple of friends that are homeschooled, I know. It's like there's something happens when you don't you don't learn those things, but yeah, I think it's also because you had a hot mom too. Oh my God, because um, my brother to start listening, as you know he won't care. I'm just saying <laughs> that'd be a a good one there. But yeah, I feel like that's the biggest thing. The did you ever kiss the teacher? No, I didn't. Oh. Um, even aside from friends, I think at family events and everything, it's helped a lot to have games because even games like uh seen it or buzz or the trivia kind of games i feel like it's the easy way for people to bond and be closer or like uh, one of my older sisters we never had issues we weren't it wasn't like we didn't like each other or anything but i remember she uh had something personal in her life go on and she moved back in the house and like i said we were never really separated from each other but 
I remember always playing rock band together and that bringing us way closer, even though we weren't like hating each other or anything. I don't think we're actually close. So I just think it's weird how games can do that. I think, I think that's one of the only things that really can, I mean, sports can, but I don't feel like movies really can, maybe movie theaters, but we see how that's going right now. But I feel like it's one of the only products that's just the product itself can do that with people and just naturally do it and not seem like you're trying to go out of your way to do that. Cause I wasn't like, Oh, I'm going to play rock band. So that way we get closer. That's like, <laughs> I was just like, yeah, well, yeah. it seems natural to put this on and then a bond comes from that or grows from that. Um, so I feel like those are definitely the biggest things in the, you're going to have to make a joke here, the community it brings, but I'm not talking about the ridiculous <laughs> community that like we see on the streams and stuff, but the community is like when you go to packs or things like that and you just see it's like a different world. We talk about that. How if you go, you want a day or two after you come back off of work because yeah. you have to like adjust back to real life because mm-hmm. everything just seems, everybody's just kind of like you said, it seems like a whole crowd of people that are non-judgmental and just all bonding over the same thing and bringing people together. Uh, all of these kind of people that would never really be together. Even on social media, it's a good way to, to lump yourself up. Because most of the people I went to high school with, they're initially were on my Facebook. They're not active anymore, or you've been on my Facebook. It's never been serious. Um, so I usually, they most of them have unfriended me. There was a time, too, where I was getting tired of getting Farmville invites. <laughs> so I made Farmville yeah, that. and would just endlessly invite everybody on my friends list to the point that I hate you. I had strange, like, they weren't strangers, but they were, like, people at my school would message me, like, you fucking stop it. You and then uh um I lost a lot of friends that way <laughs> on Facebook. So gaming did the opposite for you, it took friends away. <laughs> but then <laughs> That's right, dude. Fucking Farmville, man. I lost a lot of friends on there. Uh but if you're not sending me Farmville requests, are we really friends? So really gaming was like kind of the calling or the, the filter of the real friends. Yeah. Um, you know, my blueberry bushes and stuff. Uh, but so mostly on there's like YouTube video game people I've met, you know, mm-hmm. through that and added on there, which has been great because they're way more interesting. And, um, I feel like I've really organized and set up my Facebook to, to present a lot of good stuff. <laughs> I don't know if I would say that, but... And, you know, I feel like I shared a lot of good stuff on there, too. Is there, like, a filter that I'm missing out on? <laughs> I don't want to the bad stuff. Yeah, send me a friend request on Facebook if you guys want to check out how cool it is to be my friend on there. I hate you. Um, but yeah. Um, the only other thing I would add is, kind of going into packs. I feel like it also um, brings a reason to travel and see new places and... I think that's a easy excuse to be able to do with games. And then the last thing is, I know we mock it, and we both do it constantly. Mock how games are the same, or they're kind of just always, and I'm probably the one that mentioned it more on here, so it's definitely us together about how games just kind of follow a trend and keep doing the same thing, kind of like we saw with this, just the anime-style video games like five times in a row. And even though I, that obviously does happen, because like I said, I call myself, I feel like if you look at games broadly, I don't feel like there's ever been 
I don't know how to say it without you making a joke, more diverse selection of games if you actually look all around. I feel like it's easy to make fun of how there's a ton of sports games or shooters or these over-the-top anime games, but I think if you really look at games and how fucking vast games are with, like you said, things on Facebook and phones and handhelds and consoles, and then the genre of games, I feel like there really hasn't been any more diversity as far as how games are, which I think is awesome because even, like I said, just getting the same game over and over gets fucking annoying. Yeah. So I think if we were stuck in, as much as I miss some of the games we talked about with like old school platformers or some of those things, I feel like if we were stuck in just having that, I don't think games will have lasted much past PlayStation 2 even. If we just kept getting games or never anything different, even though it's, I said, I think it's easy to criticize now and to nitpick the things that are bad with games, and I do it myself. I think if you actually look, it's uh, a lot better than ever has been overall. But that's all I had for that. The next thing I had that I forgot to mention is how much of a fucking crime it is that John Candy died so early. I was talking about uh, planes, trains, and automobiles around the Thanksgiving episode. Mm-hmm. And... I don't think I'm some found like some indie star. Nobody knows about it. I know everybody knows who John Candy is, and they die besides Ryan probably. Um, but I do think it's weird. I feel like with how big he is, huh. I, oh my God. Uh, I, you know, I know. Well, probably make sure of other things, but um, but I feel like Chris Farley gets attention nonstop because he was so young and how he died and. What could have been, which I love Chris Farley. It doesn't have to be a contest. I just think it's weird how much attention that gets, opposed to John Candy, which I feel like is somebody that does in a very similar scenario. John Candy is much older, though. Uh, he was older, but what was Chris Farley when he died? Was he low 30s? I think so. I think he's early 30s. Let's see. Because John Candy was late, I mean, early 40s. So he is older, but I feel like they were still both very unexpected, and I feel like both had very similar careers and God, you know what his last movie is? Probably not good. No. Um, no. Canadian Bacon. Michael Moore. Oh, God. Idiocracy uh-huh. style movie. Let's see. Age of Death. John Candy was 43. Okay, so the 40s. Chris Farley was 33. Yeah, so a decade apart. So, yeah, it is a, I mean, obviously it is a long, a long period of time. But for how similar they are and what their careers could have been if both kept going, I just think it's weird how much one attention, how much one of them gets so much attention and the other one doesn't. And John Candy's fucking awesome. So, I don't know. It was just something I was thinking about when I was watching it. Like I said, I don't think it's something revolutionary that nobody's ever thought about. No, most people know that unless you're Ryan. He just gets <laughs> called out on the show all the time. But it's just something I thought about. I don't know. Maybe you don't. I think you said you like him, but maybe you're not. Oh, I love him. Oh, okay. Uncle Buck. Uncle Buck was one of my favorite movies growing up. Okay. My parents were big fans, so they were constantly talking about him or showing stuff with him. Yeah, he just seemed like one of those guys that I feel like a lot of actors can't pull it off where they're fucking hilarious and it seems so natural. But then the next second can make you feel a completely different emotion and be like, man, I feel so bad for this guy. And, I want to cry, which I feel like there's plenty of funny guys, but I feel like it's rare that you see something like that. I think Chris Farley did that well, and that's why 
Like, so I'm not comparing him like, oh, he needs more attention. I think it's weird because I feel like they're very comparable and one gets so much more attention than the other. Yeah. I feel like they're very similar in that way that they can be like, this guy's so fucking goofy and dumb. And they're like, oh, shit. This guy, I feel so bad. Yeah. Um, But uh, that was just a random thing I thought about that I forgot to mention. The next one was um, the Extra Life stream. I put a poll out. A grand total of four people voted on it. Nice. Asking uh, if uh, I should do one more Extra Life stream to end the year. And all of them said yes. Look at that. Look at you. So Who are the voters? It doesn't show it, unfortunately. I was trying oh. to look so I could get to see if it was like actually random people or people we knew. But Twitter doesn't show it for some reason. But um, so everybody said yes. I'm going to do one more, but I'm trying to figure out if I do want to do a Christmas one before Christmas or maybe in between Christmas and New Year's for like end of the year kind of thing. So I'm trying to figure that out, but I'll post about it. Or if it uh, doesn't happen by next episode, I'll talk about it on here as well. But then I'm trying to think of what I or us, if you want to do it, should do for next year. Because like I said, they do it throughout the whole year. And we started like right at the end just for the game day. That's like the, the climax of it. But I do think it'd be cool maybe do for a whole year. But I don't want to be those annoying people that top out nonstop and shove it down your throat. That's actually the reason I put the poll out wasn't to get attention. It was because I don't want to be those kind of people that just every time you turn on a product, they are pitching it to you. I The only reason I do it as much as we did is because it is for a good cause and for the reasons, obviously, with you. But I just don't want to be the people that... You're just like, oh, shut up. You know, we know you're doing this. So I'm thinking maybe for next year it'd be cool to do a, one stream every month. So that way it's only um, 12 streams a, a year. Or at least for the first um, 10 months, do one a, year, uh, one, month, one a month. And then once it gets to the game day month of November, maybe do more for that or a bigger one. I think that'd be a, a good balance of it. But we could talk about that if off air as the kids say. And then the last thing I forgot was I meant to talk to you because of the uh, Macy's parade. Did yeah. you, you probably saw my post on Facebook. Were you aware the Blue's Clues or Blue was a fucking girl? The Blue from Blue's Clues? No. Because everybody, did you see my post? Everybody calling me out and like, that's always been a thing. Because I was like, when the hell do they change this? Because I thought this was some PC stuff happening. No. And I looked into it, and he always been a girl, or she has always been a girl. Damn. I was like, that is mind-blowing to me. And everybody also chimed in, yeah, and Magenta is a girl, or is a, is a male. And I'm like, what? And that's not true, so people are just throwing shit in there, but Blue is actually a girl. I was about to bring up Magenta. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I got that covered for you, don't worry. Okay. And then that takes us to corrections, questions, and feedback. Do you want to start that, boy? No, I don't have anything. Oh. I just I think when uh, we did our one where I was at my house and you were here, it's like the microphone was echoey. Mine was. Mm-hmm. I know you said the last time I did my own here. I don't know if it's because I'm over there and made a space, but I, I feel know. like I've done it over here and you said that, so I don't know. Um, I know you do have one email if you would like to read that. Oh yeah. Do you do you uh want to give me a second to pull it up? Yeah. Um, I could start with. I have a few if you want me to start that, unless I'll just take yeah, a second. Yeah, go for it. So, I can start with James from last week, unless you remember it, because uh, you weren't here. Would you like me to start with that one? Sure. So, he says, 
What is your favorite art style for games? Do you prefer realistic graphics, the more cartoony look, or retro pixel art style? I recently started playing around with pixel art, and I'm learning a lot about the sets and sprite animation, and it's really interesting. And I thought it would be a good question for you guys. Um, first of all, it's weird to go in the emails and see Jeff Keeley in here. <laughs> yeah, we're emailing back and forth for the show. I was like, hey, good luck <laughs> at the award show, man. Uh, let me see if I'm right in here. Okay. Um, I, I don't know. I think it depends on what game it is, James, or what's going on. Uh, if it's like a shmup, which I love shmups, uh, retro style is pretty cool. Um, platformer, I feel like you got to keep it a little retro. Uh, realistic platformers kind of weird me out sometimes. Ugh. But when it comes to shooters and stuff like that, I think realism's nice. Um, but then first-person things, I think realism's good, but I also like Minecraft. Mm -hmm. So it just depends. As long as the art style fits the vibe of the game, <coughs> I really don't care. But if I'm going into something to play a simulation, I want it to look realistic. Um, but uh, even in that case, I've played the original Civilizations, which is almost like a text-based <laughs> game, and still really enjoyed it, so... I never really thought about that or really gave much consideration, but I think it just yeah. depends on what I'm doing or playing. Yeah, that's why I said for me, it kind of just comes naturally, I think, and I think I do gravitate um, in games to seems like more realistic if I had to pick, but I feel like as far as following game stuff, like art and everything, I think I definitely go with more pixel and like 8-bit stuff, <laughs> always catch my eye more. For sure. Sorry, I started reading Ryan's email. <laughs> Oh, you can start with his if you want, and we can get back to the other ones. Um, thanks again for the question, James. You always got some good ones. Uh, let's see. <laughs> so this is from Ryan. Underlined, underlined in in blue. Salutations to my most backlogging backloggers. Then he switches back to black. <laughs> To begin, I am to make the addressing to your commentations on last email of the feedbacks. The RE makes the meaning to the reply as in reply of email to another chain of email. This is a very basic term and do apologize for confusing this. If I did make the confuse. Yeah, I think the RE is usually added by the email itself though, right Ryan? <laughs> yes. Not you don't add it in yourself. Um, this is very basic term, and do apologize for confusing this. Um, also, the Ford and RE, and I did have to Google RE initially though. To I thought that's what it was, but I didn't know. So I'm going to call you out. Uh, again, I am appreciating the good appreciation of the feedbacks. Well, uh, good little fucking thing where you're insulting me here for not knowing RE, so I don't email back and forth with the. Uh, Christina down in <laughs> finance. She sends me her fucking dog memes. God damn it. Um, hopefully I see her at the water cooler and we have a small discussion and pretend that working nine to five doesn't make us want to shoot ourselves in the head. Um, Is that in the email? Yeah, it's in the email actually, yeah. And hopefully they, the office will let us put family photos in our office so we can pretend we're not in a cubicle. Uh, it does do the tingles to the heart. 
and look forward to tingles each week episode, <laughs> weekly episode. To make the clear about one statement I was meaning to say in the ear out the other year. <laughs> say in the ear out the other year. Um, if that makes word less mud like. <laughs> <laughs> I've never described a word like that. <laughs> I do give the thankful for the compliment. However, I am not. Oh Jesus! However, I am no to the politics, as it would be the bad, <laughs> not for just the reader or the readee, and also the writer being the me. <laughs> I also make the clear and correct to you. And I know misspell the words. <laughs> You may say many time I bad at spells, but no spells misspell. The grammar is not the right, but the spell is okay. I'm also no mean, mean jab about feedback for audio. I do make appreciating on improvements you make such forth. I'm just making the comments to give feedback and no mean the things. No, we appreciate those, Ryan. I feel like that helps us a lot in here. But these do not. They make you feel like you have a seizure or something <laughs> or a stroke. Please take all the feedbacking with light heart and no bad feels. You probably should have started the email with that. <laughs> I've already insulted you. I uh, talked about working in an office. I know this can be hard for the heartful things that you feel for and make the understandings with this. I try to make the good choosing for the words I do choose. I make questions as no answers was answered to me last time why no backing is back behind the back of you i do think it makes better looking and no i say what and you say what the fuck i do think it make better looking and you don't say i okay jk rolling you gotta fucking wrap this shit up i am just rolling in the words right now i get rolling uh um, I make the question as no answer was answered to me last time. My no backing is back behind back of you. I do think it make looking and no, and you no say. I would be th thank for answer. I also make sorry for lack of sense making and looking back on past email feedbacking and make the hard descents. I try to make the more sense from now. You know those dumb things people share on Facebook where it's like uh, the first letter and the last letter are right of word where they jumble up everything else? Oh, yeah. And then you have all those idiots like, if you could read this, you're a genius. Uh -huh. This is what this reminds me of. Um, I try to make more sense from now. I try to clarify future speakings of words and please read more better to get full sense. Or no? Please make answer. I make you, I make red like you say. Thank you too for your suggestion. That whole last sentence wasn't red. Um, I would also make the clarifying. I am familiar with the character Dilbert. Of course you would be. You're pretty much Dilbert. When I would do the visiting with the mother of my father, we would make the reading of comics. I have no interest to reading all of them as you make me say. And make say, but thank to you for suggest. A side note about the last email poem: it made to be unique to each person who makes the read. If you know, make understand that is okay. Not all thing make meaning in this life. 
in a way that make meaning in absence of meaning. To leave you, a, I'm not reading this. <laughs> a, let's see what the fuck Google has to say this is. Let's look up how to pronounce this word. Didactic, didactic something. Let's see what we have to say here about this. Didactic, well that's an ad. Good thing there's a five second ad on this fucking five second video. Let's see here, didactic. Syncane or syncane. Syncane, didactic syncane. <laughs> Shut up. Uh... A didactic syncane. Current backloggers. Fool. Funny. (laughs) Gaming. Talking. Existing. Such feelings of happiness. Backlogged. Ryan. And he has notes in here. Great. Uh, Thank you for your feedback. Thanks for the feedback. Noted. Uh, he has a RE attention urgent need the responding feedback email urgent attention required. This is exactly how the email at work. <laughs> oh God, Ryan! How the fuck do you write those? You know what that remind me of? I know I said multiple Stroke. things. Um, that definitely that. But um, it remind. Oh my God. He's going to move my whole train of thought with that shit. But I will say one other thing. Maybe that'll come back to me. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine how fucking confusing that would be? You probably do this when uh, you skip through a podcast, like if there's a spoiler alert or something, and try and skip ahead to the next part. Imagine if you were listening to them talk about, like, The Last of Us, and they skipped ahead 10 minutes, you know, yes, the full is good read, backlog, and <laughs> wait, what the hell? <laughs> and just hearing that without any context, <laughs> how fucking nuts that would be. Yeah. Um, or if you're Ryan's mom and you want, like, sat down at his computer and we're reading his email he's writing. Or if uh, I do this a lot, and I think you said you do, listening to podcasts, going to bed, and you're kind of fading in and out. It already <laughs> seems like nonsense. Like, Wait, what are they talking about? And if I heard that, I don't know if I could fall asleep that night. Uh, what the hell? It reminded me of something else, but now I'm blinking, so I guess I'll have to add the next episode. Should we get to uh, James' new question? Let's do it. So James says, how's it going, guys? Good. Bam, on it. With the end of the year right around the corner, have you thought about talking about things like your game of the year or what game you think flopped the most or the worst? And then he says, I know Cody loves playing coffee talk while eating air fried low-carb bread, but do you have a close second? And then he says... How's your backlog going? He said, I wasn't sure if you had any plans for like a end of end end review kind of thing, but I thought it might be, but I thought it might <laughs> be interesting. So we can start with uh, the low carb bread question. Um, is there a close second to low carb 
uh, air fried bread. That I, that I ate? Um, no, he said you love playing coffee talk while eating air fried low carb bread. So I think you love that. So what would be your second favorite is what he's asking. Oh, my second favorite? Yep. Game of the year so far? No, I think your second favorite item to eat while you're playing coffee talk. Cyanide. <laughs> A bullet. That's pretty dark. They probably touch on that in the coffee talk if you keep playing though. Oh, definitely, man. And then what do you the next? Only thing touching is the barrel of a gun to my forehead. That's why I said I'm sure they touch the on suicide to the Xbox. Um. Then we can. I feel like we talked about it on and off throughout the week, but he said, "How is your backlog going?" What like uh, once we get into what things we play, so we Pretty good this week. Pretty yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know if he's talking about in general because I feel like he talked about as the show goes on. Um, mine's going well. It could go better for sure. But uh, also we keep buying stuff as we talk about on here. <laughs> so like I said, I think personally I've been doing way better, but I think there's just always you can do more. And then the first thing he said was asking about if we had game of the year plans or end of the year thing. And we're definitely going to do a show about that. I was going to talk to you. I'm thinking maybe the uh, last episode this month, we could do an episode where we talk about our nominations and we could do up to five in each category. And then the first episode of the new year, we could do um, the awards and actually do it that way. Pick from our nominations from there. How's it Sounds good. Me and Cody have been talking about different categories, but... Not all of them are set yet, so if you guys have any recommendations for categories, even if you think we might have already set it, because we definitely could miss obvious ones, you should recommend them to us. And I'm trying to think of a name for the award show so we can make it a yearly thing. So if you guys have any suggestions, let us know. And then the next email is from, I'm confused here, it says Nick Pugh, and then it says Subject Air Fryer, which just seems uh, to be a hot topic with you, bud. Uh, I forgot I complained about that on here. I think that's why James talked about the, the air fryer. Yeah. Um, he says, hello, a friend recently told me about the podcast and I've really been enjoying it. It also wanted, I also wanted to thank you for your continued support since I've been canceled by the quote, lamestream media. I was curious of what your <laughs> video game conspiracy conspiracies might be. Is a master chief gay is a Mario world based off a mushroom trip. Is Mario Cross uh, Mario Crossing, Animal Crossing set in Pedophile Island? Are the Call of Duty characters members of QAnon? Just a few that kick around my head, and I was curious of your thoughts on these and others. Sincerely yours, Alex Jones. But then it said it came from Nick Pugh, so that's where I'm confused. So um, Nick Pugh or Alex Jones, if you want to write in next week to clarify that, um, I'd appreciate it. But we can uh, take these in order if you want. I, uh... I just ripped hard ass. Oh, I've heard all of them and smelled some. <laughs> the whole the whole live stream we did for the video game awards too. I was just shitting my pants. Um, so first we can start <laughs> with: Do you have any of your own video game conspiracy theories? Um, listen here, right now the Chinese globalists. Right now, isn't it? Yeah, of course I have it. I have a really fucking big one about the Chinese and uh, um, what is what's their company called again? Tencent. Tencent. Yeah. Uh, Here's my 10 cents. Oh, um, that's not the same. 
Uh, uh, look into it, man. There's definitely a massive data collecting going on. And uh, did you hear about the governors? No. There's a Chinese spy that was sleeping with a couple of American governors. I think it was oh, governors, yeah. yeah. Look into it because mainstream, the lamestream, thank you, uh, Alex Jones, Nick, uh, they won't talk about it. They're uh, definitely a Chinese spy. There's Chinese spies sneaking on military bases. Oh, oh sorry, we didn't know it was a, uh, We didn't know there's a fucking, this road you weren't supposed to go down. Uh, listen, we are at war with China, a proxy war, a cold war, and with Russia as well. Not Russia as much, but definitely China. And there, it's definitely a huge data collecting going on with Tencent um, and TikTok. When I haven't touched these apps in forever, my phone's been restarted, all apps have been cleared, and then I'm still seeing them like active in the background. It's a little nerve-wracking. When I have my um, spyware on my computer warning me about Tencent, the launcher on my computer, that's when I was like, holy shit, something's going on, and got rid of everything. It's probably too late. They probably already have a Cody file. Uh, you can look at what they're doing with the protesters in Hong Kong. They just arrested a bunch of them. There's mobile execution chambers. Right, they have like vehicles they drive around and just pick up people, and uh, they'll execute you for drugs, whatever. Um, so, yeah, my big conspiracy is China. That's definitely a way to get into the Western Western societies through video games. So I think the Chinese have been fucking with us heavy through that technology in general. But you know, if we're talking video games, uh, is Master Chief gay? So you don't have any other conspiracy of your own or any like game specific ones for it? It's possible. Hit? Okay, we can maybe revisit as we think. Um, I I think Master Chief, what the Spartans are bred to be like asexual, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't know where this theory's come from. Never heard of this. I don't think it's a a theory, but we'll discuss it, all these theories. Um, somebody posted in the Facebook group the other day. They're like, "Hey, what's some of the like." People you had crushes on in video games, and someone put Cortana. Um, I never did, which is weird with how much I like Halo, because a lot of people... Really? Oh, yeah, that's like a kind of like a Princess Leia kind of thing for a lot of people like games. But yeah, I never did, and you know how much I love Halo, so yeah, for me, that wasn't at all. What in the fuck, dude? It's like just... I get other video game characters are digital, but literally it's just oh, I know. a little blue woman. What's attractive about that? Yeah, I don't know if it's just that her body, since it is a digital thing, is like the pristine, what a body should be. Ooh, but yeah, to me, I'm just shit. like, that's my this body. Is a digital, visual version of a digital that's thing. Body of mine. That's real pristine. Uh, what's some more conspiracies I could get into? Um, besides being like a civilization rot I think it's a really good way to it's almost like fluoride like a modern fluoride for some people what is? video games oh video yeah it could just mind rot you like uh, fluoride was originally used by the Nazis to calm a whole populace down or not necessarily distract but destroy all motivation of revolting or 
just motivation in general. So video games, I think, uh, can definitely be used in that sense too. And in some ways, they are um, propaganda too. They can definitely be used as propaganda. But yeah, what are some other conspiracies? I'm trying to think here. Yeah, do you have any game specific ones you can think of? Game specific ones. Like these, like characters, locations, series. If not, we can get into these here. Um, Call of Duty just seems like an endless propaganda against Russia. Jesus Christ, how many times do we go to fight those guys? Uh, s- specific. Oh, shit, man. I don't know. This is a, I thought it, I would have organized a little bit better here, uh, but I didn't look at the emails. Uh. This one I didn't think you'd take so serious anyway, so I was trying to just throw it at you. I, you know, I'm kinda, I am kind of like it, though. Definitely Tencent is where a big one would be. Definitely could be like Florida. Because for some people, like, you know people like that just get addicted to games. and Yeah, wow. It's like they almost like, dis- yeah, wow, exactly. I have a coworker right now that just, the new expansion comes out. The dude shows up late to work. He looks like he just got off a bender. And he's like, I've been up all night. Uh, but yeah. That's all, that's all I got. You got any conspiracies? I don't. So we'll get into these, and if we want to, we have any, we can mention as the show goes on, like as the episodes go on. So I think we already touched on a little bit. But so you're siding with the Master Chief is not gay. Yeah, I think the Spartans are asexual. I'm trying to remember back now, but I think that was the thing. Yeah, I feel like the biggest, the bigger conspiracy there is, is he a Master Chief or a Master Chef? Because a lot of people misspell it and then became a meme. So I'm wondering, is he actually a super <laughs> soldier or is he a super chef? Which is a great restaurant here in Central Ohio. So what do you think? I don't know. Well, Nick, you can, uh, or Alex, whoever you are, you can let us know what you think about that theory. And then, is the Mario World based off a mushroom trip? Is the Mario World based off a mushroom trip? I don't think so. I don't think so either. I think that one... At first read, you're like, it is a fucking weird world, and it seems like it'd be a trip, but I think, is Mario part of the trip, or is he having the trip then? Because, I mean, I feel like he fits in the world. I think it's a way for the Italians to get into our civilization and just... <laughs> Give us delicious food. Yeah. I'll take it. And then the next one was, is Animal Crossing set in Pedophile Island, which I think this one is the most likely. I always pictured it more... I even like Animal Crossing, and I hate her. Mm-hmm. But there was something real unsettling about them, their eyes and how they treat each other and walk. I always thought more of like a, a serial killer island. But I mean, well, pedophilia, I feel like, real likely on an island like that too. Well, Alex, first of all, I'd like to say thank you for being one of the earliest people to expose Jeffrey Epstein back when they <laughs> called, called you crazy. Because, I mean, that happens a lot to, to Alex Jones. You know, he's called crazy and insane for for good reason and he usually is like uh, the initial person to expose these things he was the first one of the first people to talk about Epstein turn the freaking frogs gay he was one of the first people to talk about that chemical so what do you think is it uh, a pedophile island no I think it's just a video game you think so yeah I think uh um, Nintendo is very serious about that shit, right? About not having that you mean? Or? No, having pedophile islands. 
big, I, I feel big like, objective. Yeah, they would be. No, they are. I think it's just a. I think it's a conspiracy of communism. This, this like, oh look how big, big and bad mortgages are. Look how hard it is to pay this stuff off. But is it though? Because then they're like, to do that, you have to work really hard. So. Yeah, but it never really goes away, and then Tom Nook's always still standing there waiting to take more of your money. But really, we should all be living happily and unified on this island, and live in, uh, you know, start sharing our food. And it kind of is like real life, because if you're gone for too long, then people get really angry at you, and they start questioning, you know, where you been, where you been? And yeah. way too fast, cockroaches take over your house, which I don't think that's a thing that happens if you just leave for a couple weeks, but... I don't know what's happening on this island. And the thing, too, is, man, uh, eventually, I hear at some point in the game, um, you end up killing Tom Nook. I don't think that's true. Like, uh, you kind of take over the whole government and economic system. And then you try to put in, like, a new farming thing in place mm -hmm. of, uh, like, a common cultivating situation, and just everybody ends up starving. never really works out, and... It destroys motivation, and there's no real reason to work or exist. So I think that's what I think that's the new DLC they're working on. Actually, it's called uh, "We Haven't Tried Communism." Communism hasn't been tried yet. That's catchy. Yeah, it hasn't been done right yet. <laughs> and then the next one was Animal Crossing. Are the Call of Duty characters members of QAnon? <clears throat> the Call of Duty characters members of QAnon? Yeah. Uh, they'd be some good allies in that, though, wouldn't they? Yeah. Fucking badass, shooting shit, blowing up stuff. Uh, no, I think QAnon, you gotta be, uh, you gotta be old, senile. Um, Chris Hansen would be a good one for that, though, right? He's kind of been preparing his whole life for that role. Yeah. Uh, so unless they come out with, like, Chris Hansen DLC or something for Call of Duty, I think, uh, I think Call of Duty is just Call of Duty. I think it's a uh, American prop nationalist propaganda about Russia. That's what I think. All right. Well, there's a reason China's never been an enemy. I think we all know why. Because we couldn't take them. Exactly. <laughs> I follow you, bud. Don't worry. I got you. All right. Well, that's all we got for the theories then. So, if you want to tell us as the weeks go on, if you got any, and Nicker Jones or whatever your name is. If you want to send any more in, we got a. That's a. It's dangerous there. You were dangerous just now. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Nick or Jones? Yeah. Yeah, you <laughs> it's put not the really a full name. <laughs> yeah, it does, and it. It's all. It's like one of those prank phone names. Uh huh. Thanks for the donation, Nick or Jones. <laughs> then the next question com here comes from Danielle Dow. The subject is question for the dudes. And then oh, it says, yes, this is a good one. says, hi, dudes. So I was baking cookies today, and the recipe called for peanut butter. So I opened a fresh new jar, and it reminded me of when I was a kid and actually believed when I opened a new jar of peanut butter, it meant I was going to have a good day. LOL. What kind of things did you believe as a kid that makes you laugh now? I know this isn't video game related, but I'm curious anyway. Thanks, Danielle. Uh, well, Danielle, um, this whole podcast has been nothing but video games, clearly. 
Um, first off, you never told me that, and that's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard, that you believed it was going to be a good day because you opened a new jar of peanut butter. That is uh, coming from somebody that admitted that they're ridiculous and other people don't acknowledge that enough. That's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. Would you wait to open? That's my question. Would you wait to open a peanut butter? Like, you're like damn, tomorrow's I got a test. I'll wait to open this. Yeah, you can uh, comment on this video or send an email. Let us know <clears throat> that. Um, something that comes to mind for me is I was pretty young. This was like it was definitely before nine eleven. That's how I, I put it in my mind because I you'll, it'll make sense because it kind of figured itself out because I asked my grandpa about it. Um, so, uh, I thought wars, see, uh, I thought war was every country, everybody would, you would have a whole army and you would, a guy would stand at the front and would go down a name, a list of names and would just call out like, all right, uh, Cody Grove. And then you would come towards him and then he would be like, all right, go on. And he'd push you out to the no man's land. And you go meet the other countries, guys. And you go fight out there. And uh, and I thought war was always happening. I didn't know that there was uh -huh. like... I thought every country always had to be doing this in the no man's land. Um, but then I, I asked my grandpa about it. Because he was a veteran. So I wanted to ask him about it. And he thought it was the funniest thing in the world. Uh... But I was really young for that. Um, do you want to tell me one of yours then? Do you have any? Yeah, I told you. I, I'm i blanking. I know there has to be countless ones because when I said I admit now I'm ridiculous and a kid I was even more ridiculous. But I'm fucking blanking. So the first one I've actually talked about in here before, I have three and the one you reminded me of that I don't think quite fits this, but I was kind of lacking. And this first one I've actually talked about in here, and all three of these, I feel like they're dumb, but I feel like they're normal for kids. But maybe you can be like, yeah, it's not normal. The first one is um, digging your way to China. Oh, yeah. I feel like now you obviously know how dumb that is. But I feel like that's not actually that dumb as a kid because you're like, it is beneath us if you look at a globe, and it makes sense you could dig there. But then when you grow and you have intelligence and common sense, you realize that's not the thing. But I don't know if that's really that dumb as a kid. Um, do you want to go back and forth? Or sure. You, okay, go for it. Um, for some reason, I feel like most of my friends are like this too. I thought I would grow up and for no reason at all just be incredibly wealthy and have mansions and race cars and... <laughs> So I'd be like telling people, yeah, but when I get a uh, when I get a mansion and a uh, race car, I'll let you guys I'll let you guys stay there. You ever see the amazing movie Blank Check? Yeah, I think that's what did it because I feel like you just saw that and you're like, wow, this little kid just found a check and that's <laughs> all it takes. <laughs> but yeah, so we're gonna friends be like, yeah, when I when I have my mansion, I'm actually gonna have a pool, and we just keep trying to one up each other and stuff. And so I just always had this expectation that I would just grow up and be rich for no reason. That's fair. Yep. Some people, a good amount of people get like that now. There's yeah, no real reason. Still, they just get still famous. Like and, that. Um, the next one I had was similar. I thought 
when I grew up, people would actually like me and care about me, <laughs> and I realized that never changed. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Um, the next one is, like I said, I feel like most kids think this, but it's the best I got, and maybe you'll be like, no, this isn't normal. And that is that clouds were physical objects, and you could walk on them or land on them. I didn't realize that they were. Yeah. So, okay, so that is, that's not like what? I also thought, definitely thought it was heaven. Yeah, right above it, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, just sitting on top of the clouds, hanging out up there. Okay, see, so mine are kind of boring for those reasons. I think they're kind of just kid logic, not like what? I have, uh... Technically, I have two, but this one really doesn't count. Okay. Uh, for some reason, when I would eat lima beans, I like Your lima beans. Twitch. <laughs> God damn it, dude. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this is so stupid. I can't believe I'm admitting this. Uh, the only person I've ever told this to is uh, you, actually. I don't know if I ever. remember it then. Well, we, the reason I told you is because you told me about your Starburst. So I was like, oh, I have one as well. Uh, for some reason, when I eat lima beans as a kid, it would remind me of bulls. Bulls? Bulls. Like a... The animal? Yeah. The yeah, animal. I remember cows, that. Like the male cow. I don't know why. I just eat him back. Like, yep, bowls. Huh. Yeah, this is a... Uh, reminds me of bowls. It's not like I had a bowl or anything like that. Just, uh... I remember the first time trying them and being like, yep, these are bowls. Uh, don't know why. Not bad. Kids are retarded, man. Pretty dumb. They're pretty... There's some idiots. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm still that way in many ways, but... No, definitely. Like I said, all mine, I feel like, are common for kids. The fact that these things are common when they're very stupid tells you how <laughs> dumb kids are. They're not like, wait, you thought that? That's just normal. My next one, I actually didn't think about this till Rugrats put it in my head, and I definitely thought it was real for a long after that, and that is that if you eat watermelon seeds, they'll grow inside of you. Oh, I yeah, you yeah, that yeah. And I always hated the seeds to begin with. I, <laughs> that didn't stop me. That wasn't... One of my weird things where I, I was like, I can't have seeds now. They're just always fucking gross. I didn't eat them. But then I was, it made me petrified like any time I saw one. Or I was like, oh, God, I swallowed one. Uh, my stomach hurts. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> but I feel like kids showed fucking messed with us because I never even processed that till they said it. And Rugrats was my life then. So I was oh, like, yeah, I got to trust it. I just remembered a good one, actually. I'll go for it. You just reminded me. Uh, for some reason, me and my grandpa always liked the aircrafts a lot, and he had an airport by their house. Um, this old, like, World War II and Korean planes and shit would tour and stuff. So I think one time I watched one of them land or something like that, or just watching planes land in general. The airport also had, had like, a restaurant, so we'd sit out there and eat or whatever. And for some reason, uh, I was just, like, playing with my belly button for some weird reason. Uh-huh. My grandpa was like, yo, don't do that. He was joking, but I took it serious. Like, don't do that. If you play with your belly button too much, uh, you'll fall apart. <laughs> I was like, holy shit. Really? He's like, yeah, yeah, you have like a certain amount of time you can do that and you're going to fall apart. And clearly he was just joking with me uh-huh. and messing around. But f- it feels like it could be just a few months, but it felt like years where I'd be like afraid to 
to bump into things or to touch it. I like, had to be real careful. When I was <clears throat> taking a bath. Like, oh, dude, you can't. You got like 20, 20 touches uh-huh. and you're fucking, your whole body falls apart. Like, I pictured it like a puzzle. Like, I just fall apart into puzzle pieces. Yeah. And uh, I told my dad that. My dad's like, oh, he's just joking with these mess with. What the hell are you, what are you, what are you doing? But yeah, I'd be like real cautious not to bump my belly button into oh God. cabinets and stupid stuff because my grandpa told me I'd fall apart. <laughs> yeah, so that's a uh, that's one. All right, well I'll read my last one. This one you remind me of, and I think quite lines up with this, like I said, but I'm lacking here, so I'll say it anyways. And that is. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, Starbursts that have fruit punch in them, I have always thought it tastes like spiders and spider eggs. Um, yeah. Really? Well, I think it's just spiders in general. But I mean, they're all probably gonna taste the same. Oh Jesus! So Cody thought it was fucking hilarious. So I told it to multiple people. <laughs> and I don't know. People are just used to being weird, me being weird because nobody really said much. But Cody, it was uh, one of his favorite things. So <laughs> it's one of my favorite. You told me this years ago, and it's still one of the funniest things to me. So that was my last one. Do you have any more? No, that's it. That's it. All right. Um, I just, Can I ask you something? Go for would it. Would you wear Halloween costumes way past when you're supposed to? No. I know you said you guys would play with them and stuff, but. Yeah, we would just for like certain times, not just like I would wear them for like the next two months or anything. Just certain times we would break them out again to play with um, them. When the first X-Men movie came out, I had a Wolverine one. Mm-hmm. And definitely like I loved Wolverine. And uh, eventually my mom like, had to get rid of it because I was wearing it for way too long and would just whip it out at random times. And it definitely like did not fit over my fat kid gut. And I'd just be running around <coughs> yeah, that, being X-Men, being Wolverine. Yeah, I don't think we ever did that. Like I said, we definitely, if we had friends over or we were reenacting something or doing something dumb, we would break them out. But. So, here's something else, too. I used to do weird. You said reenacting and playing and stuff. I used to love military surplus stores and would buy a bunch of random military surplus and um, um, my dad called me a Tackleberry, which yeah. is, uh, I think it's Caddyshack, is that Tackleberry? Uh, Maybe, it's been forever since I've seen that. Uh, who plays Tackleberry in Caddyshack? Is it Bill Murray? Is Bill that Murray, him? yeah. So he's just like this guy that's just all in military garb. And for some reason, I would just decide certain days I was going to go into school with all this military gear. So I'd show up to school. (laughs) Some fucking, uh, some Columbine shit I was doing or something. But I dressed up in full military garb, helmets and military jackets and backpacks, boots. Um, And then I'd go out in the woods and dig foxholes and uh, just wear full military garb. Not bad. I had, uh, like, mortar tubes, too. Carry that shit around me. Yeah. Uh, I just don't understand why my parents never stepped in and <laughs> stopped me from being an idiot. Uh, one time I outgrew my military boots, too, so I was like, ah, cowboy boots, that's good enough. So I'd just walk around like that. I had talked a couple of my friends into doing it, too, so we'd be, like, yeah. calling the night before, like, dude, tomorrow's kid, like, we got a military garb. So, uh what we do next day we all be wearing military stuff uh so that was pretty weird i did that till like fifth grade too that's way too long to be doing that kind of stuff 
Yeah, see, I can think of plenty of things that I do are weird even to this day, but I can't think of, I'm fucking drawing blanks of things I did as a kid that I was like, yeah, this makes total sense. <laughs> but as an adult, I'm like, wait, that was made no sense now. <laughs> even the ones I thought of were mainly things I think just dumb kids in general think. So I know we both are blanking on memories, so just like the uh, conspiracy thing, they can, this can be an ongoing thing if we think of stuff and talk about it on the episodes going forward. Sounds good. And then if you guys want to send any more questions, James, we want to keep up with the question of the week or anybody else wants to follow up, you can send to currentbackorders at gmail.com, and then we can get into the news if you want, buddy. Do you have any? Uh, Just that, you know, Cyberpunk finally came out. It's uh, it's official. Um, How many pre-orders do you think it had? Unless you saw it. I didn't, so it'd be a complete guess. I could be way off. Um. I don't even know what's projected to sell some privy. Not even close. I'll say three million. Eight million pre orders. Oh, eight million. That's crazy. Some games if you sold eight million copies of a game, that's considered like a huge success. Yeah. Right? Yeah, depending on obviously production cost and budgeting and everything, but advertisement, but yeah, in general. So this game came out originally advertised for PS four and Xbox One. And there's even an Xbox One console themed around it. And I hear it runs like ass on them. I don't know how truthful it is. But one guy, one journalist said it was like playing an Xbox 360 game. So, I don't know. I Because of this, I'm definitely not picking it up till I have a better PC or a new console. Yeah, that's where I'm at. I want to try it and I'm curious about some things and seeing people... Talk about certain things excites me a little more, but I was never, you know, I've always been not as high on this game as other people, and I'm in no rush to get the new console, and I feel like this game is made for the next generation, so that's even more reason for me to wait for the console and wait for this game. Yeah. So I'm definitely with you on that. Yeah, I have no motivation, but uh, that'll become one of those things where it's broken into the normal like mainstream yeah even like renee's co-workers are like oh is he is he getting the getting it and he's like hey my co-worker wants to know if you're getting this and then like people are talking about it if my dad mentions it to me that's when i know it definitely broke out in the mainstream They're, oh, it looks good you're gonna get it and I'm like oh jesus no what wait which is weird because if you think about it this game could backfire real hard with how much marketing and money they're putting into that because I know the Witcher games are liked, but I don't feel like they've ever been extremely popular, especially not before Witcher 3. That one took off a little bit. And they every all of their games seem to be quality games, but quality doesn't automatically always equate to sales. So I feel like this game could have even exceeded expectations and maybe screwed the studio over with how much they put behind it. So I guess yeah. that shows you the uh, power of advertisement, because like I said, you could have a game that plays better than that and still fails still fails to reach those uh, expectations so i guess that shows you how much advertising and money can help i'm watching live streamers play it and i don't know i guess i just pictured a their my expectations were so high for that game um it doesn't look that insane or that amazing either yeah. I'm sure it is once I get in there, but I think that's why I'm kind of just in the middle, and some stuff's exciting me a little more because I've never been high on it. 
Um, so I think there's a better chance I could like it. But I also think it kind of just looks like a cyberpunk GTA. And I'm not the biggest GTA fan to begin with. But the things I don't like about GTA don't, won't necessarily just translate to this because the things I don't like about GTA aren't just open world traits. The I think the poor mission designs that G, I know it's criminal to say this to you and most people, but I think the mission design GTA is terrible. I think it does a lot of things okay, but not most things great at all. And I feel like just because it does a lot of things, people just give it too much credit. Cutting the shooting mechanics in GTA or in a shooting game will be bad. I think uh, the driving in driving games will be bad. I think the mission structure never made sense when it's not that great. So I think that doesn't necessarily translate over to this, but still I think how vast it is and how overwhelming it might be might still be too much for me. I just feel like, ah, I don't know, even if I am enjoying it. Yeah, like even seeing like NBCs and random people walking around. Um, like it seemed like the it, the streamer I was watching, he walked into a room and then a bunch of NPCs all seemed to spawn together. The background characters, mm-hmm. and they're walking weird. They have that video game walk, but it's extra stiff. <coughs> and then a big thing they were saying, like, oh, you could walk by a conversation and pick up stuff on their conversation to help an admission. Um... But it's real obvious. You hear the normal rabble, rabble, rabble. And then out of nowhere you hear like, yeah, here he's down by the dock. Rabble, rabble, rabble. And it's like four times as loud as everything else. So clearly, you know, okay, you want me to listen to this? Yeah, he's down by the dock by the green car. By the green car. Yeah, down by down, down there. Across from the the restaurant. You're like, oh, gee. So I guess I know where I'm going. So it's not as uh, revolutionary as I thought it would be. Uh, but it looks cool. looks fun. Uh, I'll give it a try. But I want to be on next gen or a new PC. Yeah. Because none of my shit I don't think would run it that well. I'm in the same boat. I think one of the things I'm most excited about is for a really dumb reason and not something I actually care about. And that's the customization. And... I feel like most people are excited about that because that does seem kind of revolutionary with like the amount of detail and things that it let you do. So I feel like people like character customization are excited for that. But actually in games like that, I usually like sticking with the default character because I feel like that's the way it was designed for the game. And I feel like it's going to look the most natural. But the one reason I'm excited for this, and I'm sure you know why you're laughing, <laughs> is the ridiculous detail you can do like changing your dick size or changing if you have a pussy or whatever you have on Derek uh, FaceTiming him playing last night and I knew that was a thing and it was still so dumb. He was like, yeah, dude, look. And he had it zoomed in <laughs> on Dick and it was uncircumcised and it looked fucking disgusting. <laughs> and then he's like, look, and you can just do the joystick and it goes up and down and it was just growing and shrinking. <laughs> which I knew was a thing and it was still nasty, but what uh, made it even more disturbing was every time he did that, it did a little wiggle once it got to the next. I was like, oh, God, this is terrible. So I feel like in most games when there's customization, I'm like, oh, shit. no matter how deep and Dick how, physics. Many, how many options they give you, I'm like, I don't really care. I mean, I'm sure you could do something cool, but I just want the default character. But this one, I feel like it's the opposite and not for, <laughs> oh, man. And not for like most people. Like, man, now I can create the person that looks just like this. I'm just like, this is probably real dumb to have fun with. They're in Poland, right? 
Yeah. So it probably wouldn't be a big deal here, there. But could you imagine doing that here? Yeah. With HR and yeah. stuff, you like everyone be like, "Okay, guys, let's have a meeting today." So John's actually going to work on the the, the penile physics. And you have to like talk to your coworkers. Uh-huh. Like, I think we need to turn down the jiggle a little bit. Uh, how do you guys feel okay about that? three veins? <laughs> like you weren't allowed to laugh uh-huh. and stuff because if you laughed, HR would probably get involved. Yeah. That shit would not fly in the United States. No. I don't think. That'd be some funny ass meetings. Uh-huh. Oh, I'd love it. South Park should do an episode <laughs> on that. Why is it? <laughs> I love it. There's no need for it. It's no. great. Um, <laughs> that's all the news you had, a guy. Yeah, dude. The fucking dick physics. All right. Well, I can leave with the biggest news of the week. The biggest and- news of the week. I think the dick physics was the biggest news. Oh, the biggest. I get it. No, you'll agree once you hear it. The Taylor Swift's new album just released at the time of this recording is right now 12.21 a.m. So it released at 12 a.m. So I'm already missing it. Her new album, Evermore, came out at midnight tonight. And her new music video, Willow, came out at midnight with it. We're all excited. This is uh, the second Taylor Swift album we've got in six months. Holy shit. It's amazing. No, I don't know what the album is. I'm not one of those people. I'm just saying the fact that we got... I'm sorry. Am I Am I boring you over there? Uh, I want to see if she actually uploaded it. Of course she did, bud. This is Taylor Swift we're talking about. So, there it is. <laughs> what is this album cover, too? What, what do you mean? Let's see it. The fucking... It's beautiful. Her hair braid? Yeah. <laughs> Isn't she supposed to be empowering or something? Oh, she definitely is. She genuinely is. Her and her blonde hair, blue eyes. That's enough for me. Um, so, yeah, we're all very excited for that. I think me and Cody are going to do another stream after this to listen to the album together for the first time and go over our thoughts about it. Aren't you part of some, like, weird Filipino Facebook group? Uh, I didn't know it was Filipino. I don't think it, <laughs> it seems like most of the members are, but it's uh, it's weird. <laughs> Taylor Swift fan club with you and a bunch of Filipinos and they photoshop themselves into photos of her one guy does he's an expert at it yeah you should uh, do a Taylor Swift podcast with him with him yeah I don't know if he'd be able to speak back and forth you'd be surprised I would be very surprised the Philippines uh, they speak a lot of English there I think they used to be an American colony right I just don't know I feel like it's still probably broken English you know Probably. Make it even better. I might listen then. <laughs> that means I wouldn't understand half the conversation. So when I take you home tonight, we can check out the new album together? No, I won't yeah. do it to you. Um, no, you can play it now. I don't care. No, I'll wait. I need to light candles, have everything. It's a whole setup, you know? That's not real, but um, I'll wait till you're not around so you don't have to be subjected. Um, then the actual, well, that is the biggest news of the, you're of the world. No, I was just looking at your shadow. So is there a spider there? This podcast. There? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that is That'd the biggest news of the week. Podcast. But we can move into the biggest video game news of the week, I think, at least for me, definitely. And that is the three four three finally put out the the high level statement. I think is what they called it. We talked about it a few weeks ago. That they said they're going to do that before the end of the year. So this is pretty long. You ready? Yeah. All right. So. This is from 343's website. Is it, really long? it is. Okay. Um, it says, Hey everyone, I'm Joseph Staten. 
If you've been my pants, in case anyone's wondering. If you've been a long time part of the Halo community, you may already know me. I do. If you're new to the community, hello. It's great to meet you. I like this introduction. It's really, really inviting. You know. He says I was part of the Bungie team who made Halo C, Halo Two, Three. Halo 3 ODST and Halo Reach. Feel like there's an easier way to say can that. Can I say something to you real quick? Yeah. Did you know there was a like a a prequel to Halo? The original Halo, like they're like like uh was like a tech demo or something? Yeah, for a Mac, is that what you're talking about? Uh something. It's on Game Pass. Uh or is this a joke? Is this no, a no, no, I swear. I swear. Let me look this up. I was like, is Case even I hadn't even fucking heard of this thing. Go, go ahead, keep reading. I'll, I'll pull it up. Sorry. So he says, I came up on the design side of these projects, wearing many dif- different hats over the years of, in- over the years, including writer, cinematic director, creative director, and even a voice for the grunts. Which I don't know if you knew that he's the voice actor for the grunts, the uh, <laughs> behind-the-scenes Halo documentaries you can watch. It's hilarious watching record those. And they says, after Reach shipped, it, I became a Halo fan, cheering on 343i from the sidelines. But I spent the last four months immersing myself back into the Halo universe. And it's my honor as creative director to help our team ship Halo Infinite in fall 2021. So there's a release date which we can talk about in a second. Beautiful. Yep, that's when the game is coming out. And... From now until then, every one of us at 343i and our great partner teams will be building, testing, and polishing the experience we hope all of you love. I joined 343i, it's so weird reading that so many times, I don't know if I've ever heard a phrase like that, right as the team was wrestling with feedback. From the July campaign demo, this this, uh, decision, this discussion, Jesus, boiled down to one fundamental truth. We needed more time to do things right. That included pushing hard in fall. In the fall, that sounds dirty. <laughs> giving the team time to recharge over the holidays and then coming back in January to finish the game at a healthy pace. So these motherfuckers aren't even working on it right now. Because Halo Infinite and because Halo Infinite in the fall of 2021 is just the beginning of the adventure. I'll be back at the end of the update for some closing thoughts, but now, but now, Brian, take it away. And that's when, in this article, you can look it up on their website, like I said, they uh, have a couple of the team members, Brian being one of them, go over the work they've done on Halo and the improvements they've made, and they have screenshots showing off some of it. There's like five screenshots. Most of them are really zoomed in on weapons or character models, I think to show off the detail because the criticisms they got of Craig and the stale animations and everything is why I think it's hyper-focused on that. And then there is one of a multiplayer level, uh, a screenshot of that, which we haven't seen anything multiplayer. So that was a something interesting. There's small Easter eggs. If you're a long-time Halo fan, you can kind of pick up on things that are returning to tradi- traditional Halo, which was nice. But I think if you look at this, people... I don't know how you much attention you've paid to it, Cody, but people are mm-hmm. focusing way too hard on these screenshots and not in the way that I thought they were before where 
they're trashing it. Yeah. Now people are like, oh, they really know what's going on. They fixed it. And look at the detail on that. And just <laughs> fucking coming all over it. I'm like, this is a screenshot of a weapon. They could put the fucking endless amount of detail and graphics into this because that's all they have to focus on. And I'm sure that's why they're doing it to compensate for how all the hate they got for character models. What they should have done is put a, a Nerf gun. Yeah. Just to fuck with them. But, uh... So they go into a lot more than that, but it'd be kind of weird to read on here without the picture and everything. So I suggest seeing that if you want to see more about it. And they had a a whole segment where they kind of were self-deprecating about Craig that you would like, Cody. And uh, it was actually genuinely funny. So I did hear they talked about how he was... Um, the reason he looked so weird is because there was no like mechanics. Yeah, that's and they thought that stuff like that wouldn't be seen because they were more early in development. So yeah, yeah they go into that. Um, but then it, after that ends with this, so he's, uh, Joseph Staven continues at the end of it. I'm fortunate to have worked with incredibly talented teams my whole career. The infinite team is no exception. Folks that don't, folks here don't just understand Halo. They love the core gameplay and the characters and community. Everything that makes Halo, Halo, just as much as I do. And... Like me, they also feel deep responsibility to serve. That I like that, you know. We aren't making this game for us. We're making it for you. Starting with this update, we're going to be sharing more about what we're doing and most importantly, why we're doing it. So here are a few things I'd like to share. Okay, I cut it off here. My first week on a job, I played the entire campaign twice, which that's nuts. Um... Uh-oh. It cut off there for some reason. Just one second. Um, fill, the, fill the air, Cody. Oh, um, God. So I'm getting a little concerned here. I told Casey there was something on Game Pass that I could have swore was like a, <laughs> a precursor to Halo. Almost like a, they had uploaded some sort of like... Um, it was like something they had made in between the Mac version of Halo... Because uh, initially it was a, an Apple exclusive, and then uh, it came over to for Microsoft bought it for PC and Xbox, and it switched up from being RTS real time strategy to a first person shooter. And I could have swore I was on my computer looking at games on there, and there was like some sort of because uh, looking at the Spartan assault games on there, trying to figure out how to get it, and I could have swore there was something on there that was like. The precursor to the game you came to know and love is Halo. It was like a, almost looked like a fucking a demo or an example of it of, um, what is that called? Tech demo. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, that'd be cool. I wonder if Casey's ever fucked around with this thing. I can't find it on here. I feel like I'm, I've had a terrible fever dream or something. Like I haven't got enough sleep and I've dreamt this or something. I feel like you had to have because, like you said, I feel like I of all people know that. And that's why I was like, wait, what? That's why I didn't know. I know maybe you didn't know about the Mac demo, and you're like, "That's crazy," but you knew about that. So, is the Mac demo playable? Um, it was for them, but I don't think they ever released it like to be playable. I know. I'm thinking like, was it another game where it was like the precursor to this game? So now I'm have to go through. I'm literally gonna go home and obsess about this now and look for it. Okay. Uh, this happened to us one time before. Remember this? What was it? Um, Casey's a big Megan Fox fan. <laughs> And I could have swore there was a tabloid oh, about her Jesus. getting <laughs> getting caught in a restaurant with a guy. Uh, 
uh, you know, doing stuff under the table. Uh, and I was like, yeah, this definitely I saw it. And then you're like, I Googled this, which I, I wish I could see your Google history. You're trying to find it. And, uh, it, I could never find the article again. And then I was like, did I fucking imagine that? I think you meant to say there's a correction there. We're huge making Fox fans. Let's not, let's yeah, not yeah, totally, man. yourself. Totally, totally, man. Um, <laughs> so I feel like this has just happened to me again and I fucking hate it because I wanted to talk to you about it. Cause I was like, uh, Damn, what is this? I'm sure Casey knows about this. I'll remember to talk to him about it. So, before we continue with his statement, you said, yeah, totally, man. Are you trying to tell me she's not attractive? Is that what you're saying right now? She's attractive, yeah. I just don't... That's that's the same way I am. She's a horrendous actress. <laughs> um, uh, I, I feel really bad. I feel like I had a stroke. I I don't know what the fuck I was thinking about. I feel like it was another game then, like the precursor that became this. So I'm gonna have to go home. So we'll we'll talk about it next week once you get some more sleep, and then I'll I'll, good. I'll come back and apologize for being a complete idiot. Well, it's okay. I was just uh, with this note. I didn't finish the rest of it, so now it's all broken up on top of me already. Not reading that well, but he <laughs> said. As I said before, so here are a few things I'd like to share. My mm-hmm. first week on the job, I played the entire. Um, infinite campaign twice i was in a word stunned it's in the best possible way by what the team had done infinite is by far the most expansive and vertical halo world ever i don't know what that means there why did it why did the team do this because they understood the wonder and freedom as is key are key to the halo experience i could feel the classic halo quote 30 seconds of fun Beating at the heart of Infinite's world, which if you don't know the 30 seconds of fun, that's a callback to uh, the Halo documentaries I was talking about. If Nick's listening to this episode, he'll know we all used to. <laughs> There's some really nerdy guy that says it, but what he's talking about it is true. It's kind of how if you boil Halo down, it's just kind of if you can get the 30 seconds of shooting, throwing a grenade and meleeing. And just repeating that and making it fun and building a world around it that that can continue to be fun and it won't seem like you're being repetitive because you have so much around it. Mm-hmm. And I feel like as much as I like Halo and I think the newer ones get way too much hate, I think that has been a valid criticism. So hearing that, especially from somebody that is so into Halo like him, I think is a good sign. And they said, but I have never felt more powerful, more mobile, more in command of Ritz of a rich set of tactical choices. That was the halo we imagined back in 2000, dear God. Finally come to life after 20 years of technical and creative innovation. Sure, there were bugs in the build and clearly more work to do, but the concept art by Martin, dear God, that's a name, <laughs> Deschambelt, one of the many incredible pieces, pieces he made for the game. Oh, there's a picture, so that wasn't really necessary. It uh, best elaborates all the excitement and curiosity and joy I felt on my first journey through Zeta Halo, the most mysterious, dangerous, and possibly rich place in the entire Halo universe. Everywhere I looked, I saw choices. Do I explore the Golden Path, which that sounds very naughty, (laughs) assault the banished war base guarding the Valley Pass? (laughs) Oh, shit. 
follow a fight of forerunner sentinels into the unexpected cavern. Oh, I didn't even notice these while I was reading the first time. Man, this is hot as hell, man. <laughs> even that one, I was like, there's no way it's getting dirty. Let's start on forerunner sentinels. <laughs> Rescue a squad of marines dug in desperate hall ha halfways up the mountain. Or do I keep pulling the mainline story thread that feels epic and intimate at the exact same time? Fuck. God, that's hot. Truly, Halo Infinite is a world in which I love spending time, and I'm thrilled to return, both as a designer and a player. On behalf of the entire team, thank you for patience and your passion. There hasn't been much of patience at all. We can't wait for you to join us on the Halo Infinite adventure. First with the Insider Flighting later next year, and then when we ship in fall 2021. And then he says, in the meantime, I hope you all have a restful holiday season we'll catch you in the next in the new year so the biggest thing there is obviously that we officially have a release date for halo infinite and it's unfortunately what i've said on here many times or what i thought would be the case of fall 2021 which everybody assumed i got delayed that it'd be yeah. spring 2021 which i wanted more than anything to be wrong on that um so i'll say how i feel and then you can give your take I know we talked a little bit before yeah. the podcast. Um, I want it sooner than later, and the delay bums me out. I know that in the long run, it can help the game and should only be better. And I know, like that uh, Nintendo quote we always talk about, um, the, I, we always fucking mess up, you know what I'm talking about, an unfinished game. Um so I get that you want to finish the game and I think it obviously is important but I think there's a fine line there of taking criticism too much like I said they actually feel this way and think the game needs this much time okay sorry um, then I definitely would want them to do it but I'm wondering how much of this is fan reaction he's said in there that uh a lot of criticisms the fans were saying were the same way they felt, or actually didn't say in that note. That's in uh, the article I was talking about in between there. They talked about that. So if that is true, as much as the delay sucks, I would be happy with that because, yeah, it would suck for it to come out and have so much excitement just to have issues, or not issues because every game will, but to feel like it wasn't finished. So I want to finish game. I just wonder how much of that is true or if they – like I said, he said he literally finished the campaign twice, and I know that just because you finish the game doesn't mean the game's done, that you could finish, like, a very rough version of that, and the graphics aren't there, or the physics aren't there, or whatever. But I feel like the fact that it was supposed to come out so soon, and he was able to play the campaign twice, and he's talking about clearly side content on top of that, so I don't think it was just the one thing they needed. I feel like the game had to be close to, close to finish then, more than a year away from now. So... I know that kind of you have to be outraged that a game's delayed or you have to just be completely okay that it's delayed and talk about how it's best for the game, but I'm kind of in the middle where I want it now and I'm okay with the delay as well, but also if it is for that reason, they really think it needs it and not because they're listening to fans. Because I think that is a fine line because a year of development, I'm sure they can do so much more with this and hopefully they take full advantage of that to make everything as polished as possible and to add much they can and make it the best Halo they can. 
because even though I thought the demo looked cool, if you remember at the time, I was one of the people that I think I was more critical than you, not of myself, but of I think this needs to be a Halo pull more than Halo fans back in. And what I saw excited me, but I didn't think that that would change anybody's mind about Halo, which I think that's what the franchise needs. But I think the kind of people that react like that, that strongly to that demo, when they're, if you watch that demo, I don't think it was that much to hate on. I think you could make this game as polished and give as much content and give you everything that Halo Halo fans want. And those people are still going to have an issue with it a year from now. So I feel like you kind of got to know where things are at. I do think we talked a couple weeks ago and multiple times about people high up at 343 leaving and how that seemed like it probably wasn't a good sign for the company, which could be the case. I think this game delayed more than a year now. I'm sure it was in the works and people working there probably knew it was coming. So I feel like there's probably two ways that goes now. I feel like maybe it really was a bad sign. People are like, I'm not going to fucking stick around for another year of development. This game's already messed up. Or maybe it really is in good shape, but people are like, I thought this game was coming out in a, a month from now. I'm not going de- to dedicate the next more than year of my life working on this game that I've already worked on for six years or whatever it's been now. So... I don't know. That's my thoughts. I know that's a lot, but what do you think? Um, I think Phil Spencer had more of a hands-off approach to Halo than you probably should have. And when it was time to show shit, it didn't go well. And they're like, all right, it's time we reorganize and get back to our roots. And I think those people leaving were not by their choice. They didn't want to fire him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you don't think that is a possibility, though? Now, now that this delay became public of more than a year, you don't think that the people in the company probably knew? And they were like, I've been working on this game for more than half a decade, and now you're telling me i got to work for, for another year? Oh, And they're I, like... No, I don't think so. No. No, I don't I don't know. And then they brought back... What's his name? Uh, Joseph Staten. Joseph Staten. And his job is just to polish shit, and I like the way he talks, and it sounds like he's excited. It's fresh for him. Um, and like you said, I hope it makes people excited about Halo again. And what we saw definitely would not. It looked terrible. I mean, once initially I was like, "This is fine, Halo, exciting, it's fun." And then you really start like you saw breakdowns. I was don't think it's as bad as people said it was. But there was nothing special, like you said. It was terrible in that department. It was bland. So it is exciting to see like them get zoomed in close stuff. But I'm somewhere in the middle. Like I'm not a yes man. Um, like I was initially. And so I think this is good for Halo. And the longer it takes, that's the better. The more of a chance of getting a Halo console, which is what I want. Yeah, I hope that too. It sucks now also that like I said, I'm not in no rush to get the new console, but we're seeing and we talked about games already struggling in this generation. That becomes more of a trend. I feel like it's going to be harder to hold off for another year even if I don't really want a new console, even though these consoles are supposed to apparently be able to run stuff the same. They're clearly not. Yeah. So I think it's only going to become more evident as time goes on. 
Cyberpunk's a great example. Yeah. But I think once it's going to be exciting. I never really bought a console like that where it will be. I'll buy the console and be able to know like what's good games, what's bad games, and yeah. do like a little bundle of games and be like, this is the greatest hits. Get my new Xbox console and grab the greatest hits and be content with that. And I want it to be a Halo console and a special design. And we talked on here a few times about how if this game's really still going to come out on Xbox One. And... I really hope it doesn't. It would be cool to have that crazy of a big audience because obviously you're taking out a huge audience by cutting out the Xbox One. And as much as it sucked to not have that much of an od- that big of an audience, I think it's worth it to not restrict yourself from having to try and even make it run, not even just on par, but maybe even just run on the last gen. That's what we're talking about getting close to a decade between when that came out, if you have an original Xbox One, and when Halo Infinite comes out. And I don't see any way that Infinite can't be held back held back by that. So it'd suck to lose that huge player base. But I think it's worth it and almost essential if you really want to create something that massive and important. But um, I don't know if they were going to announce that. I feel like this statement would have been the time to do it because, yeah, people are going to be upset. But then that gives a year for people to forget about it. If you wait till assuming E3 happens, you're only months away from Halo coming out, and that's going to be fresh in people's minds. So I'm wondering if they just feel like they have to release it on Xbox One now, or maybe they're just going to kind of see if people slowly forget. But I think that's going to be a mistake if that's what they're going to try. Yeah. Because I think if you were somebody that doesn't have a lot of money, you're like, I'm not buying next gen, you're going to be real pissed. So I feel it would have been better to get ahead of that. And then I said time kind of heals a lot of shit so even if you were mad you're like forgot about that point or maybe have money to get a console they're more widely available yeah um the next thing i had was that des- this is from uh, the verge and that is destiny 2 is finally getting cross play which i only say finally because they were so good about having cross saves and everything worked so well they always seem weird that cross play wasn't part of it so it says bungie has confirmed destiny 2 will be getting cross play support at some point next year. While Bungie didn't specify which platforms will support the feature, hopefully you'll be able to dive into Destiny 2 with players across every platform on which the game is available. That includes PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series X slash S, PC, and Stadia, which I didn't know that game was out in Stadia. (laughs) I imagine crossplay would be on everything. I think if anything got left out, it would be Stadia, but... I feel like it'd be odd to leave anything out for crossplay. I don't know how empty Stadia is for that game. <laughs> yeah, which I think would be even more reason to make it crossplay. Um, the next one is from comicbook.com, and it's about GameStop. I don't know if you saw this. Uh-oh. It's a, a little bit of a longer one. GameStop has closed nearly 500 stores so far this year, nearly 800 stores in the last two years, and is planning to close hundreds of more before April of next year. It's been a rough few months for GameStop as more and more games move into move to embrace digital gaming. In 2020, this trend has continued and COVID-19 accelerated this transi- transition and crippled retailers in the process. The video game retailer has confirmed that it has closed 462 stores as of October 31st. This is up significantly year over year. Last year, GameStop closed many stores as well. 
but only 321. This means that within the last two years, it has closed a massive 783 stores, and there are still more closures coming. The retailer journey and earnings call with investors today revealed plans to close over 1,000 stores by the end of the financial year, which is to say by April 1st, 2021, in other words, over, that was weird. In other words, over the next several months, presumably after the holiday rush, it will close hundreds of more stores. This seems a little bit redundant. Despite all of this, the retailer is apparently projecting a strong fourth quarter uh, bolstered by the holiday season and the rush for the PS5 and to the lesser extent, the rush for Xbox Series X and S. I don't know if that's true. I feel like it's the same for all of them. We begin with the fourth quarter. Oh, wait. Here's a quote from the um, from somebody from GameStop. We begin the fourth quarter with the unprecedented demand in new video game consoles that launched in November, which drove a 16.5 increase in um, store sales for that month. Despite being closed on Thanksgiving Day, the impact of COVID-19 related stores closed. Related, yeah, okay, yeah. Which affected most of the European footprint, said CEO George Sherman via Games Industry. Wow, they just took somebody else's. Sherman continued, We anticipate for the first time in many quarters that the fourth quarter will include positive year-on-year sales growth and profitability, reflecting the introduction of new gaming consoles. Our... Our elevated omni-channel com- compatibilities? What the hell is that? Omni. Oh, omni-channel. Well, what is that with, relating to this? Omni-channel compatibilities? And I don't know what that means for this. And continued profits from our cost and effective initiatives, even with the potential further negatives impacting us on operations due to the global COVID-19 pandemic. Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> And then this is after his quote. Unfortunately, there is no specifications which come when it comes to what stores are are gonna that got cut off too, but is are gonna close. So again, the face of that is that a shitload of GameStop stores are closing, which we talked about a couple times. But this is new news that by the end of the financial quarter which is uh, April 1st, 2021, that there'll be a 1,000 stores closed, and within the next few months, 100 more are going to close. So I put that in there because I feel like we talk about GameStop pretty often, so I thought that was uh, important to update that, but sad news. Okay, so omni-channel e-commerce is an e-commerce sales approach that uses multiple channels and gives customers... A unified experience across all channels, whether it's from in-store kiosks or other digital channels. So, So, non-store. You see a lot of companies did that um, probably about 10 years ago. I think Deb, how fucking big that store was. It was in every Mm -hmm. mall with all those fucking homecoming prom dresses. Uh, Who else did that? Um, um, Lots of of stores that went online only. So, basically, it's GameStop saying, like, Mm -hmm. eventually probably going to be online only. Uh so that sucks. Uh, I'll probably be at several GameStops then, filming and buying lots of shit. Yeah, I think it'll still be quite a while till there's out of business, especially. I don't think that's just complete complete BS about the new consoles. Consoles, uh, 
boosting sales because that's why I thought that that would, even if things are dire, I feel like that had to keep them in business for at least another year or two with the money they're getting that they're losing money overall. I think that would have to boost their sales for a while. But yeah, that'd be sad, especially because if GameStop's online only, then I feel like they're no different than any other game sales website you could find. I feel like what makes them different being a walk-in. They're not that good at online sales, especially with the old video games. Like, Uh eBay's probably your best bet because they know what collectors want and how the collectors want to see shit, how to see, like, issues with it, where GameStop's just a generic picture, you press it. You get in the case, you get in the manual, does it work? Peter had some games sent to him that were resurfaced so many times or for so long they were broken. Couldn't even play them. So... If that's their plan, they really got to get that shit figured out first because uh, their e- omni-channel e-commerce is kind of ass right now. And uh, I feel like their website is also very poor and not intuitive at all. Very so porn? Yeah, porn. <laughs> I wish that'd be uh, more entertaining, I think. <laughs> um, oh, no. That just got removed somehow. That's awkward. So, the next one's from Kotaku, and it is, Casey Hudson is leaving Bioware again. In a blog post announcing his departure, the creative director of the Mass Effect series and now former studio general manager of Bioware wrote, quote, I am incredibly fortunate to have had a career where I've been able to work with brilliantly talented people, create entire worlds from our imaginations, and see them being enjoyed by millions of people around the world. And now, after nearly 20 years of work at Bioware, I made the decision to retire from the studio and make way for the next generation of studio leaders. Also leaving Bioware is Dragon Age executive producer Mark Dara. Though I remain confident in Bioware's... Oh, this is quote, sorry. Though I remain <laughs> confident in Bioware's strength and continued place in this conversation, I decided to retire from my position at Bioware, he wrote. Casey Hudson first left Bioware in 2014, later joining Microsoft. Then in 2017, he returned to Bioware as general manager. Mark Dara has been with the company 23 years, overseeing the uh, the Dragon Age series as an executive producer. Development on the new Dragon Age, the Mass Effect remaster, and whatever was going on with Anthem will will continue according to Lara... Laura, what is this? Miley, that's how you pronounce it. It's a weird spelling. Chief Studios at Chief Studio Officer at Electronic Arts, Christian Daly, formerly of Blizzard Entertainment, will take over for Dare on Dragon Age Four, with Mike Gamble heads. While Mike Gamble heads the team working on a Mass Effect remaster, so um, you probably saw this. I know it was big news. Um. It's a bummer for me because Casey Hudson, he has my name, and it was cool when um, I first saw Mass Effect revealed and saw another guy have my name, and he also seemed like a guy that was normal and not the, your normal video game guy. I think you where, talked about him on this podcast before. Oh, did I? I think so. Yeah, where it's just not like the typical, clearly awkward, nerdy guy. He just seemed like a normal person, but... I think you have. And that sounds right. We just talk so much, as you can tell in this episode. Um... <laughs> But I feel like this is a real bad sign, which is weird because I got so excited with that trailer tonight, it kind of made it all go away. 
But without seeing that trailer tonight, because this news came out before that, I thought this was real bad news that uh, he would come back to Bioware and then leave so suddenly, especially after like just weeks after announcing the Mass Effect remaster and putting out that long quote about how he, where he thinks the franchise is headed with the unannounced game at the time, which we saw tonight. And I just feel like it was just so sudden. And then to have somebody, the top person on Dragon Age, leave at the same time. I know people hate on Bioware and say how they're just falling apart, but I haven't been one of those people. But I think this is uh, the weirdest and potentially biggest sign of that so far. It is possible... Like you say, he's been there for over 20 years. Maybe he really is just like, I've had enough. But if that is the case, I don't know why you put all your effort into talking about the future of Mass Effect and how the world you imagine it to be. And then they're like, yeah, I'm not going to be here for it. It just seems too odd to me. Yeah, something weird's happening over there. Which sucks because... And you know how EA is, too. Yeah. Just cut him. Kill him. Which sucks we can... We've seen what... uh um, Bios, Bioware is capable obviously so I really hope they don't kind of just fall apart so to go back to that thing I wasn't having a stroke uh, it oh, isn't, yeah. it's not on Game Pass okay um, but it was uh, before Halo before it was actually not in between uh, the Mac and Xbox version it was before it and it was a game series called Marathon Oh, Marathon, yeah. Yeah, I I played that. I haven't finished it. And I didn't. um, Yeah, it's fun. I didn't play it for Halo. I'm not trying to be that guy. I loved Halo. I think they talked about it actually in one of the documentaries. I keep bringing that up. And I was like, shit, what's Marathon? So I had to go back and play it. And there's a lot of Marathon Easter eggs in Halo, kind of like how there's a lot of Destiny Easter eggs in Halo. Um, But, yeah, it's just like Doom. It's almost – it's just like Doom almost. And uh, I think it's actually more fun than the original Doom. I think they kind of, Doom came out first, so I think they kind of had the advantage of just making a better version of Doom. So I think it's sold on the marketplace, not because uh, there okay. is a Xbox arcade version. Yeah, that's why I bought when I said, oh man, I need to know about this now, and that came out, so I got it, and it's definitely worth playing, it's fun. Original copies, my God, like oh, 250 sure. bucks on eBay, Yeah, physical. I'm surprised they're not more actually with how Bungie fans are. When I found out I didn't imagine that, it wasn't going crazy, just a, a wave of overwhelming, like, oh, thank God. Yeah, that scene. I'm glad you're not crazy for yourself, but I'm sad because uh, Marathon is cool when you should play it. But I was like, man, is there really something like that that exists and I didn't know about it? So yeah. I'm sad there isn't something like that. I'm sorry. Oh, it's okay. So the next one is from <clears throat> IGN. It says, Microsoft's cloud streaming service for Xbox games will be made available on Apple iOS devices and on Windows PC in spring 2021. In a new Xbox blog post, Microsoft confirmed that a beta version of the Xbox Game Pass Ultimate system will be available in the spring. Windows PC users will be able to access the service through the Xbox app available from the Windows Store, while iOS users will access iCloud via a mobile web browser. This is due to Apple's restrictions on the games that bypass the Apple Store via another app as outlined in the company's current terms of service, which I'm sure is a, a ball to read. While a dedicated xCloud app was blocked by Apple, Xbox head, Microsoft, Xbox head, Microsoft, yep. Xbox head, Phil Spencer has previously said that the service absolutely will be on iOS. The promise will 
materialize in spring provided there are no delays. With these platforms support with these platforms supported, it will remain X Cloud is a it will mean XCloud is available on it's both. Ryan email. Yeah, it will mean XCloud is available on both major smartphone platforms and PC. It'll leave Xbox consoles themselves without the future. Although Spencer has also noted the XCloud for console is on the long list of things Microsoft has planned. So we already have a, uh, or you have XCloud on Android. But I told you, even though you can do uh, console streaming to iOS right now. You can't do any games from xCloud yeah. on iOS and apparently PC. I've never really thought about PC, if I'm being honest. Um, and so they found a workaround by being able to use a browser, which sounds real janky, and I don't really know how well that's going to work. But hopefully they can find a way to work into the app. I know that's on Apple, as and as they stated. Fucking Apple. But I know Phil Spencer also said when we originally talked about this that they would be eventually be at a complete parity, and that is a, a guarantee, he said. And if you had to use a web browser, that's definitely not parity of the other apps. It sounds like a, a dollar store version of it. <laughs> it will be nice to have something just be able to do that, but I hope that's not the final version of that because that would suck. Yeah. And then the last couple things I had here was these are more uh, movie-related, but the first one, goes into games you probably saw this this is from uh deadline and it says sony's long-awaited metal gear solid habitation av- looks to have gained some major momentum as sources tell deadline yeah that's you guys the ice oscar isaac is attached to play solid snake in the film which is currently in development at sony pictures with jordan vote rap roberts on board to direct the film is based on the Metal Gear Solid Metal Gear Solid video game created by Hideo Kojima and published by Konami. The script is written by Derek Connolly. Avi Arod is producing. Peter Kang is the executive producer on the... I, I only recognize one of these names for the studio. The game was first launched on PlayStation in 1998. Dear God. And follow Snake. A soldier, we know this shit. We don't need that. So the basic of it there is that Oscar Isaac has been cast as Solid Snake in the Metal Gear Solid movie. Did you see this? Yeah, I did. I don't, I don't like it. Really? I think visually, yeah, he looks like him. Like to see some characteristics that are the same, but the voice, man, <clears throat> that's the only part that's gonna throw me off. Uh, I know him from Ex Machina and uh, what was the other one? Same Star movie. Wars. Oh, oh uh, um, Sucker Punch? No. Ex Machina. What's the other one he was in? Let me look that up while I'm looking that up. But his voice is a little too high-pitched for me. When I think that, of Snake okay. Plissken, it's literally like the deepest. It's like... Gravelly. Yeah, I don't know how else to describe it. I don't... Uh, I don't see that being a good match. What do you think? Um, that is my one concern I have, but beside that, I actually am totally on board. And Metal Gear Solid is not a movie I've ever thought about, or a game I ever thought should be a movie for some reason. But as soon as I saw this and saw him, I was like, I am actually super excited. Even as somebody that's not a huge fan of Metal Gear games, I think they're cool, but I've never even finished one. Mm-hmm. And part of it is I don't really like the game style, but I think it fits perfectly to a movie and takes away the frustrations I'd have with the game. And... 
I would have never picked him as Solid Snake, if I'm being honest, but as soon as I saw that, I was like, that is, I think, perfect casting. The only concern I had was actually the voice as well, but I think I would be open to see how he could do it. I don't, not against it. I just, I do think it's weird, but I think he could maybe pull it off. Yeah, um, I think I was thinking of Annihilation. I think that has the same director as Ex Machina, uh, right? Yeah, it does. Um, he also made 28 Days Later, was the director for that great movie. Um, I don't, he's, uh, I had to look it up too, I wasn't sure, I knew he's Latinx, he's Guatemalan, I always thought oh, Snake, he? yeah, Snake Plissken is a white guy. Yeah, I did too. Like a Vietnam veteran or something. Uh, a perfect person, of course, would be, because, uh, you know, Odio definitely based it off of him, was, a. Uh, um, John Carpenter's uh, Escape from New York. So I was like, "Oh, it'd be so great if Kurt Russell, oh yeah, was younger. It'd be uh-huh. so perfect." Yeah, I can see that. Um, because he's literally played already played Snake Plissken. He would just be another Snake Plissken. It'd be sick. Uh, but I'm trying to think like young guys wise. I don't know. I think there'd be some bigger beef over this if uh this was a a guatemalan character being played yeah. as a white guy now though uh-huh but i didn't hear anything about complaints no yeah you know how that goes um but yeah i'm excited i think the fact that sony is the one heading it i think i think this movie is actually going to happen i think it's part of what excites me that this doesn't feel like one of those announcements where you're just like oh okay maybe yeah. in 10 years we'll see that's canceled this seems, I could be wrong, but this, when I read it, just seemed like solid news. Oh, Jesus, I wasn't trying to do that. <laughs> oh, shit. Um, and not just like, oh, yeah, I'm sure that'll happen. This kind of seemed like concrete to me. Yeah, I also, like, I was like, oh, visually he's a good role, and then I was like, but he's not white. <laughs> but uh, he's, Guatemalans are usually lighter, lighter, uh, lighter toned anyways. Yeah. And I don't really give a shit about, about that aspect oh, of it. I think uh, yeah. his beard and stuff. Is good, but I thought I don't know. I'm trying to think who who'd be a good person for that role. Even like somebody like Chris Pratt, but he still doesn't have that right voice, man. He's mm-hmm. too lighthearted. Uh, I think Jeff Bridges, if he was younger, would be another great example. Mm-hmm. But uh, that's all I know. Jeff Bridges isn't he like terminal now? I don't know. I I, yeah, I feel like he posted that somewhere on Twitter or something. I think he shared something like that. Um, yeah, this movie, I have a, I'm very optimistic for it, which, like I said, I never even thought of this movie happening. And I think uh, John Roberts, the director of this, he's a dude who directed uh, King of Kong, Skull Island. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I think they got the right people on board and Sony being a part of it. The thing I'm doesn't, I mean, I know Konami still owns the rights to this, so I wonder how that's working. Because they kind of, are they like going to be a producer of this, or they just Sony buy the rights to be able to use it for this movie? I was wondering where oh, that. Because no. everybody talks about Konami's in a weird place and not really like part of the games industry, even though they kind of are. I got someone I know who could play him. Let's hear it. You ready? Mm-hmm. Josh Brolin. Yeah, I can see that. Get him a little beard. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I think cash wise, I mean, you start throwing that big dick Sony money around. Yeah. Um, the last one I had that is also movie related is from The Verge, and we talked about this last week with or two weeks ago with Wonder Woman, but you, I'm sure, have seen seen that's grown much more since then. Oh, so. Yeah. <laughs> It says Warner Media is pushing even more aggressively into streaming by releasing every single one of its movies in 2021 simultaneously on HBO Max. There are some limitations to the new business model. The movies will only stream on HBO Max for one month before leaving the platform for a period of time. They will also play in theaters simultaneously, keeping the relationship with movie theater distributions like AMC and Regal. Fuck Cinemark, I guess, huh? The plan is to... (laughs) Run this experiment for one year for people who don't have access to HBO in their market. It appears that traditional releases will still be the go-to option. The movies cinema, uh, or Winter, Warner Bros. is planning to release for now include The Little Things, Judas and the Black Messiah, Tom and Jerry, Godzilla vs. Kong, Mortal Kombat, those who wish me dead, the conjuring, the devil made me do it. That's an awful name. In the Heights, Space Jam, a new legacy. That's all one title. The Suicide Squad, Dune, the Many Saints of Newark, Newark, Ohio. I'm sure. King Richard, a lot of saints in Newark, Ohio. <laughs> and Matrix Four. So. Um, I'll let you go first because I feel like I've been talking a lot with reading all this shit. So, um, yeah. we did see Buzz Lightyear was announced. Yeah, on Disney's Instagram. Instagram. Yeah, and it did say in theaters in a couple of years. So hopefully they'll convert back once they realize like uh, you're kind of losing money here. Because man, that's a Netflix learned that really quick too. Making your own, pro- or producing your own stuff and then streaming it can. You're just not making enough money. Mm-hmm. Uh, so hopefully it's not the end of theaters. It's a big blow to them. I saw Cinemark. Across the board, everyone's um, stocks crashed. Uh, also, there's a thing going on with uh, Regal. Everyone thinks they're out of business, like completely. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, huh. There was uh, Nixon thought that at your birthday party. What the hell? And you all know, feel she knows not. Uh and then some like well-informed YouTubers, like uh, Dan Bell, was like, they had lost all 500 theaters. They'd closed down. It's like, no, they're still, they're just waiting for movies to come back. They're not going to be open for nothing. Um, so hopefully they go back on this. AT&T's in a weird place. I think there's some money issues going on with them. Some crazy restructuring going on right now and trying to sell off stuff. Mm-hmm. So hopefully this is not it, but yeah, that's that's my feelings. Yeah, um, I have mixed feelings about it. I do definitely like that it's not just streaming only. I like that it's coming out for both. Like I said, if you're gonna do that, I think that should be a thing. I think it's really weird that they have it for one month and then it leaves and then goes to just theaters and then comes back to streaming later. That just seems like you're trying to push theaters away by doing that. If anything, you think it'll just stay in there doing that for a month and then going back kind of seems like a you're just fucking spitting in their face a little yeah and in here what it says that they're um keeping the relationship with movie theater distributions like amc and regal i feel like that's uh 
quite a statement. I don't think that that's much of a relationship, but uh, and I'm sure you've seen that there's been a strong reaction against it, and not just from the movie theaters like you'd expect. Really? Oh yeah, that's uh, Christopher Nolan put out some big statement in all of his movies released with Warner Brothers, and he said uh, how HBO Max is the worst streaming service that's uh, ever been created, and that uh, it was a spit in the face to everybody that's ever worked with them because he said that. They didn't tell any of the creators that actually made their products, so they wow. figured out that their movies would be releasing, um, streaming when everybody else did. And uh, Christopher Nolan's a big proponent of watching stuff in big screen, too. Oh, he is, and I definitely get it. Like I said, I know people like to say that how going to movie theater is a hassle and you can get the same experience at your house, but like I talked about in here, unless you have a shitload of money, you're not getting the same experience. And even then... If you're really just going to see the movie, maybe if you have a shitload of money, you can get the same experience, but you definitely won't get the same experience as far as kind of like we talk about video games as like a bonding thing or a hangout or something like that. No matter how nice your setup is, it's not going to be the same in that way of like going not on a romantic date, but like a date of hanging out with people that can just never be the same. And I'm going on a romantic date with you to a movie theater. Aww. And I think his movies are a perfect example of that. If I saw Dunkirk at my house, I'd be like, yeah, it was okay. I think right. you see the difference in those kind of movies. There are plenty of comedies or even action movies that you can watch at your house and you would have a not as good sound quality or biggest screen, but it'd be just fine seen at home. But the theater can definitely change or enhance your experience. And uh, yeah, he wasn't the only one. There's the movie theaters. Like I said, obviously, those are kind of just expect because they're kind of defending themselves. But there have been there's a lot of people that wouldn't expect doing it. Like, I didn't expect him to say that and then double down and say that it's the worst streaming service, which I don't even know if he believes that, but he's clearly just mad and taking a shot, even if he does believe <laughs> If he doesn't believe that, um, I, I'm blanking now, but you can look it up. A ton of, like, top names and uh, actors and um, we're talking about how messed up it is and how they don't support it and these are all the people that supposedly when everybody talks about how the movie theaters can go away they're like, all these directors and producers and everybody they don't care about the theaters they just want their movies out which obviously that's not true for all of them especially some of the biggest ones yeah and i read an article about hpo max i should have put in here it uh talked about how the narrative is that this is nothing but good and the movie theaters will go away and that the streaming is the way to go, but it was actually like a counterpiece to it. They said that that's what the narrative is, but that if you actually look into it, the AT&T has been struggling with HBO Max forever, and they think this kind of like their, their Hail Mary of this could get a lot of instant cash, but it might not actually work in the long run. So it's kind of like a, like you said, just a Hail Mary to see if it works, not like, oh, yeah, we got the movie industry now. Yeah, I've uh, been using HBO Max but not as they probably intended. I've been using it like I used HBO Go, their previous one. Uh huh. It's watching HBO content, not yeah, other stuff. Yeah. So I think it'll be interesting how it goes. I definitely won't, don't want movie theaters to go away. And uh, we've seen here. I'm sure you saw with one of our local theaters, uh, AMC Lennox. Did you hear about that closing down? I thought that's what I heard. Yeah, and then, but it's coming back. Yeah, a different company bought it out, but. Yeah. Still, I don't think... I think it's the same company that bought Cinemark 16, too, for a little bit. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Uh, They're a weird company. I looked them up. They're uh Did you look them up, too? Yeah. Kind of like kinda, an in-between kind of guys. Yeah, I was going to say it was kind of weird, but I saw it. Yeah. Um, kind of almost like a... 
They remind me of like the same way people invest in apartments and real estate. Kind of buy them for a couple of years, kind of run them, fix a few things, and then resell them for a profit in a yeah. couple of years. Yeah. So a lot of people are saying that that's not, you can't point that as a sign of movie theaters struggling because they sold them, they didn't close. That's the reason that AMC, that location closed because they sold them off, not because they were struggling. But I think they can make a very valid point that they probably wouldn't be selling them off if they weren't struggling. Yeah. And that has been a very popular theater and very well-known around here. So, like I said, everybody can do what they want, and I'm not going to preach that people need to go to a theater or do anything. But unless you really, truly don't care about things leaving, I think sooner or later then you have to start putting your money where your mouth is if you want these things to stick around. And not yeah. not if you go see a movie tomorrow, you're going to save, and if you don't, you're the reason. But I think we're seeing that People are like, well, yeah, you need to support small businesses. These corporations are just fine, which I definitely think small businesses are obviously important. They do struggle more than anything. But I think we're seeing quite often that just because you're a big corporation doesn't mean you're handled well or that even if you were handled well, that you can just survive with almost no income and no traffic. Yeah. So I'll be curious to see how this next year goes with things hopefully getting back to normal and then seeing if this kind of stuff backfires or if it really does keep just kind of going farther down this road. Yeah. Then, uh, I'll AT&T go ahead. is just in a weird place, man. I think they're, uh, that's interesting thing is a Hail Mary pass. Yeah. I can send you the article. It's really interesting because they describe way better than I could and go in details of why that is not just like, Oh, we don't want them to die. They can give valid reasons why they, they yeah. think that. I wonder why Christopher Nolan thinks it's the worst one. They're all the same to me. Yeah, like I said, I wouldn't be surprised if you were like friends with him. He's like, oh, no, I'm. Sh- it's just fine, but I was going to take a shot at him. So You know what the worst I one is to me? down on it. What's that? Like paid-wise that I have is a Amazon Prime video. Yeah, I can it's see very, that. It's a big mess. It's kind of convoluted. Like, I wish it had its own app. Yeah. Uh, you know shows are separated by seasons and... Instead of having all the seasons together, it's a big mess. Oh, really? Yeah, it's not. So I'd definitely say HBO Max has beat Amazon by far. It does have its own app unless they got rid of it. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Like, um, um, on, like, the Fire Sticks and stuff. Oh, okay. Like, the Fire yeah. Stick is it. Yeah. So, I don't It's weird. It's, uh, I wish they would go back to the, the, the whatever they say, we'd go back to the, the planning stages. I don't fucking know what the saying is. Jesus. The drawing board? <laughs> Yay, there you go. Go back to the drawing board. I almost said okay. go back to the chalkboard. I had board. a couple of those moments. Um, the, actually, I lied. I have one last one because this is sports, and like I said, I've been trying to make this more of what we talked about originally, and that is that the NHL, I don't know if you saw this, they uh, announced when they're coming back. They haven't officially, the league hasn't put out a statement, but any of the top sources say it's, confirmed in the league they just haven't put out like their public statement that the league is coming back january 13th for a 56 game season and they realign the divisions very odd and i'm sure not permanently if they do i'm gonna be upset but i don't think there's any way because all the canadian teams are in one division Uh which i think makes sense for this time period because i think that's to try and reduce the travel and hopefully they're not going to all only play each other in different rules too Huh? Different rules. Yeah. You see the Toronto Raptors, I think, are moving down the United States yeah. for the next season? To uh, Tampa Bay, I think. Yeah, Tampa Bay. Yeah, so it makes sense. 
and the Blue Jackets aren't in a division with uh, our team, aren't in a division with uh, the Penguins, which sucks. Yeah. But they are back in a division with the Red Wings, so we lose that, but it would be kind of cool to have a <laughs> that rivalry back, especially if it's not a permanent thing. It also, as exciting as this is, and the fact that we're only a month away from hockey, which is super exciting, it's also sad if you really put it in context because now things are so normalized that we would be like two and a half months into the season right now. And yeah. We're like, oh, shit, we get the season in a month. Let's go. But uh, so it's kind of sad that how just you can say this about any scenario or any real life thing even, but it's weird that everything's kind of conditioned to be okay to be like that. Um, and a normal game is 82. Our normal season is 82 games, so this is much smaller. And that's another thing I really hope isn't permanent. But I think it's a smart move because eventually the season starts in early October. And if you want that to be your normal thing once things are back to normal. Late September then? Yeah. Yes, Jesus. So eventually they had to do a shortened season if they want things to be, once things to be normal, to have a normal schedule. So if you try and fit 82 games in it now, that's going to go into your next season that should start in September. So I think if you shorten the season now, you can theoretically, hopefully, if things are normal, start your actual normal season by the time the, the next season comes. It is going to be weird, though, because they call it the 2021 season. They're still calling it that, but there's not going to be a 20 to this season. Wow, so I think they're just gonna, if they're just going to roll with that, it's going to be kind of weird. It is weird. But then it's also going to be weird looking at, even if they do change it, looking at like history books in a few years from now, like the the twenty ones or the 2019-2020 season, the 21 or the 21 season, and then 21-22. Oh, wait, what's that year? Why is that year just one? Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to win the Stanley Cup one of these years, man. Oh, I told you. I do. I Like I said, I think for a little bit people have that in mind. Mm-hmm. And maybe could put an asterisk just to be like, this will happen. But I feel like, kind of like, think about fucking the Cowboys or something. Those were in, like in the 80s or... Um, Michigan, their fucking trophies. People still talk about those, and people don't like really question how what those factors were. So I think eventually, kind of history just doesn't matter with those specific yeah. things. I think in the moment, people, well, it doesn't count. But then five years from now, you're like, oh, we have five Stanley Cups, and everybody's like, oh yeah, you got five. I don't think they really boil it down anymore. Yeah, that's a good. But point. that's just me. Um, so now for the longest news segment ever. Um, we can move into media pickups, which that'll be easy for me because unfortunately I don't have any. Yeah, uh, Black Friday at Target picked up uh, Home Alone one, two, and then I picked up probably the best Christmas movie is uh, Christmas Story, um, and then Minecraft Dungeons picked up all six of those on Black Friday for thirty bucks. That's all I bought on Black Friday, uh, and then. I have just having issues of constantly having to delete stuff on Xbox and uh, quickly realized the only games I can have downloaded is Halo and Call of Duty and that's it and nothing else and I'm so tired of having to organize stuff and play one game at a time and that's it so I wanted an external hard drive I wanted the one with uh, the brute what's his name? Um, Atriox Atriox uh, his face on it, but it is discontinued and pretty expensive on e- uh, Amazon. Uh, used one on eBay, sold, was beaten up, had some issues, scuffs, and all that stuff, and no packaging for over a hundred bucks. 
I was like, this is, I fucking missed out on this and never get it. But then somebody had posted one day at eBay for a hundred bucks that was brand new. It's packaged, never opened. So I offered him, my offer was 90. And, uh, to my surprise, he took it. So, and then I got really lucky. It actually arrived. Everyone's complaining about how eBay, the post office is super backed up, but somehow this package got through and got to me super early and uh, I got it Tuesday and it's been plugged in and downloading shit since then. As I left, the last thing I was downloading was Gears 5. It was almost done, but it had been constantly working since uh-huh. Tuesday. Uh, I love it. And I filled up, I've done 800 gigabytes so far, 900 gigabytes. And then the 500 on my console. So I still have 1.2, 1.3 terabytes left to fill with stuff. And yeah, I'm loving it. Very nice. Wish I'd done a long time ago. Yeah. That's how I felt. And I've had mine for a while, but I still felt that when I got it. Yeah. All right. Um, yep, that's all I got. What have you been playing? Uh, let me pull up my stuff here. I've been actually playing a decent amount. Here you go. Uh, you know, he was wondering about my backlog. Yeah. Uh, Minecraft Dungeons. Fantastic game. Have you uh, been playing it? Yeah, I goddamn, I played a lot last night. Played like six hours and leveled up a bunch with my friend Andrew. It's basically a Diablo clone. Um, yeah, it's pretty mindless. <laughs> oh, I get it. Hey. Mindless. Hey, there's no mining in it. <laughs> Uh, I'm enjoying it a lot more than I thought I would. I thought it was just a cheap cash-in on the Minecraft name, but it's a legit game, and uh, I recommend it. Um, Team Sonic Racing. Good car racer. It's probably... I can't think of... I'm sure Crash... I might, might crash more, but uh, I had a lot of fun with it. I'm still probably going to go back and forth playing it. Um, probably the next thing I'll download on my hard drive. The time they do a lot of stuff different in that. You ever played it? I only played the demo and I thought it was cool, but I never ended yeah. up getting it. They do a lot of different things in it, uh, challenge wise. Uh, for some reason, it has a story. It's the only problem I, I hate. It makes no sense. Uh huh. Oh god, listen to those characters and there's the the storyline of Sonic is so such a mess. Uh-huh. They try to pretend like it's all in the same universe and like, hi, I'm Sonic. <laughs> Wow, we're going to go race. Huh. I hope I go fast. Like, Whoa, what was that? And then it'd be like some weird fucking Sonic characters you've never even heard of. Like, oh my god, it's Chrome Sonic. He's like, hey, I'm here from the future. They brought me through the time warp. He knew how to use the time warp. Like, what the? F- I'm just pressing A a bunch. Like, I'm so tired of listening to this fucking anime shit. And it's not even anime, it's Sonic. Yeah. It's, I don't even know what the fuck happened to that that game. Story makes no sense. Um, uh, so if you get past that, I wish there was an option just like, I don't want a story. What are we yeah. doing here? That's uh, really corny. Um, then I've also been playing Zombie Army Trilogy, and my complaints is the exact opposite. That's uh, It's a DLC for, um, oh God, what is this Sniper Games called? It's not Sniper Elite, is it? No. Let me look up Nazi Sniper. 
Sniper game. Let's see if we can find it. Um, Oops. Yeah, it's Sniper Elite. You were right. Oh, you're right. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it's DLC for Sniper Elite. They took all three DLCs and made it into a game. Third one was never actually released. Uh, there's no voice acting in it. It's like Left for Dead. You have safe rooms and each mission you go through and kill zombies. It's uh, incredibly repetitive and it feels long. And like I said, there's no story. There's supposed to be four players, but I'm playing by myself, so it's just me. But all the cutscenes is my character kind of gesturing because there's no, once again, no voice talking. So it'll be your four characters and then one will just like point in the distance. They'll go nod their heads up and down and then the mission starts um there's one voice actor he's kind of a you don't meet him till the very end of the first dlc uh, a boat but you never see him it's just a voice in a boat with a um i don't know it's okay i feel it can be much better with people so i yeah. kind of stopped playing it just because it's just incredibly repetitive um but yeah, that's uh, that's all I've been playing actually. Those three. I feel like there was a fourth one in there, but I can't remember. It's probably one of the ones I'm gonna say. But I can talk about mine. See that? Oh yeah, Halo Reach. Yeah. Yeah. So I played uh, a little more Twin Breaker. I'm trying to get all the achievements, the Xbox version. I'm only down to I think three that I need. Which I said this game achievements or trophies aren't hard. Some are just a little time consuming. But I am down to the last few, and there is one I think is going to be a little bit of a challenge for me is getting a certain amount of score on each level. So it sucks I'm almost there, but I feel like these are going to be the most time-consuming and difficult ones, even though nothing's too difficult. Um, and then I finally played a little Tony Hawk 1 and 2 remastered on uh, the Xbox One, and I'm liking it. You definitely have to relearn how to play this game. You, you knew how to play it. It's because games have just changed so much, and this game just fits in so weird with modern games. I think they did a great job of porting it over and making it modern. I think, just like I said, games have changed so much that it still takes so much of a learning curve. I literally did a tutorial because even just like moving and jumping and things that should be second nature felt so wrong to me. I wonder if all my stomach noise are coming through the mic. Oh, uh, is your stomach? Yeah. Bro, I thought someone was like snoring upstairs or something. <laughs> I, I like moved my headphone to listen. Um, and there's even uh, online, and which I knew, but I was like, I'm not sure if people are gonna really be around on this. And I would instantly jump into games, and I think there's eight skaters, and it was just finding games over and over. And I was like, oh man, this is so cool. Um, but I haven't played a ton of it, and a good portion of it was just trying to figure everything out again and relearn it. <laughs> I used to just be as a kid. I feel like you're just so concentrated and have such a little things that you're just so good at it that. Like, doing the most basic thing right now, I think, as kids, I would have been laughing at it. This guy doesn't know how to play this game. <laughs> just so weird. And then the only other things I played was uh, some MCC. I beat uh, Halo Reach with you guys on Legendary. Yep. Trying to run through all of them on Legendary. And uh, the achievements came pouring in. It was a great time. Played a little multiplayer in that. And then I beat Halo 5 with uh, my brother. So, just a lot of Halo this week. But uh, what have you been watching? Uh, it's actually funny. HBO Max, just documentaries on there, man. Or a streaming service. Uh, Dirty Driving, which is like a film in 2007 
of a town that's been devastated by losing jobs to China and the Great Recession. Um, but the whole town's themed around uh, their local racetrack and uh, their amateur racers. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just kind of almost nostalgic for me <laughs> because it's uh, uh, my dad used to do demolition derbies a lot and would compete in all over the state. And it reminded me a lot of that. And uh, we had a Midville, Midville Speedway was ours. So it's a little white trashy, but for me, <laughs> I grew up pretty white trash. So I feel like that's why it was nostalgic for me and I mm-hmm. loved it. Um, I watched another documentary called Wild Card. You ever heard of this? It's about a, the guy that the guys that replaced Don Imus after he was fired for saying nappy-headed hose. Oh, I heard about it, but I didn't watch it. Uh, <laughs> Let me see if I can find this guy's name. It was about him getting fired and getting arrested and his come up, but I don't know. They Obviously, Don Imus shared a market with Howard Stern, and they were on the same radio station, but this documentary refused to mention Howard Stern, which is kind of odd, and they were like constantly talking about how big of a radio station this guy was. and uh, He was almost like a PG version of a shock jock. He wasn't really a shock jock. They'd be interviews like, he's wild and crazy. And they'd cut to a scene of him just being in his boxers on the radio. And he's like, I'm just in my boxers. And it's like you could tell it's one of those uh-huh. 902.5 in the morning. And uh, he's very, I don't want to say arrogant, but almost uh, self-centered, I guess. Or almost, mm-hmm. I just felt very disingenuous. Uh it's free on HBO Max if you want to watch it. I mean, it's a documentary, but it was just so, like, emotional. Like, uh, I really messed things up for me and my family. They don't deserve this. I'm a piece of shit. Uh, then they did, like, weird scenes where he, like, finally at the end, he comes back to the mic. And it's almost like a ploy to him to almost get rehired on the radio. It just did not feel like a real documentary. It just felt like some fake shit. Also, I know both of us couldn't stand, can't stand PC shit more than anything, but, I mean, that was so fucking dumb to say. And you're kind of asking to lose your job when he said that. Oh, I was, yeah. I was like, are you fucking shitting me? Happy headed hose. <laughs> fucking Don Amos. I'm telling you what. Well, see, you know, you know why. It's because he was so clean. But if you have been like someone like Howard Stern, they would have never mentioned yeah. it. Yeah. been brought up. Um, but yeah, this guy was just, he's the guy that replaced Don Amos. Yeah. Uh, uh, some nappy-headed hoes. That's such a great clip. Uh, <laughs> God damn it. There's some strong women tattooed up. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. They're like, he was so wild and crazy and he would just be, it's like a watered down Howard Stern. And for some reason they just avoided Howard Stern. And it's like, bro, how do you? It's like almost filming like a NBA documentary about and not in the same era as like Le- like fucking LeBron James or something and not bringing him up. Yeah. While you're talking about somebody that is so 
insignificant. Oh, I hate to say that because he definitely had a big, he was one of the biggest markets for sure, but one of the most competitive markets, which is New York City. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I just don't recommend it. It's not that, <laughs> not that fucking interesting. And there's <laughs> so much B-roll, like he's pretending to be arrested and sitting outside and it's just so self-serving. Yeah. But yeah, that's, a, that's about all I've been watching. Just docu- random documentaries on HBO. Okay. Um, so, I did our Lost to get together last week. Watched uh, two more episodes of that. And mostly sports besides that, but a couple other things. So, I watched uh, Ohio State fucking destroy Michigan State, which was fantastic. And then, I would be watching Ohio State destroy Michigan, but Michigan bitched out of it. So, what do you think... It's a funny joke, but what do you think the odds are they actually bitched out of it? Uh, what do you mean, like uh, that? Uh, oh, like it's not actually a safety concern? Yeah, uh, probably. They knew they had no hope of winning it. Yeah, that's um, my favorite thing was the 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 dumb Michigan fans on Twitter and Renee's sister in law was one definitely one of them where she's like, "I told my family and we all cheered." And it's like, no, they didn't. Uh, if you're celebrating the fact that you ruined the Big Ten championship for us because you fucking idiots haven't been able to figure out a football program enough to beat us, and that's what that's what you're down to celebrating because your team's that awful. And this is coming from a fucking Browns fan, so I get having nothing to celebrate. But something like that is just makes no sense. Yeah, you know I'm not even a conspiracy guy. Um, I think it is kind of a conspiracy because the game didn't happen because of the virus and them having positive tests and they didn't play the week before. So everybody's like, well, that's obviously not because they didn't play the week before. It's not Ohio State that they're worried about. But uh, where I think it, I think it becomes kind of not a conspiracy but kind of just logical is that they didn't have even a hint of any issues the entire season until right the week before they played Ohio State. So it just seems a little too convenient to where I think it's not even really conspiracy. Um, our friend Jason mm-hmm. surprisingly had um, a good uh, retort to that. The only reason that I think is kind of valid that mm-hmm. um, they that they wouldn't be doing that is because Jim Harbaugh is so arrogant that even if they were going to get blown out, he's just like a competitive guy and they always have a chance in his mind that he would still play even if they were going to get blown out because he just, he's so competitive and thinks he can always win. Yeah. And I was like, that's actually, I think that's a valid point, but I still think there's a good chance that it uh, was them avoiding it. It just seems a little too likely that they were safe and had no issues till the week before they played Ohio State. And this discussion's uh, about his contract. Do you think he'll stick around? Because um, <clears throat> they're almost talking like... Uh, like as soon as football season's over, they're gonna re- renegotiate uh, another contract. I don't think so, but I would have guessed he wouldn't have the last two years. And I hate him, and I think he's been overrated since they got there. But if you're trying to be fair and just look at it logically and unbiasedly, I wouldn't hire him in the first place. But once you did, I think you had to at least give him a few years. And I'm not gonna say he turned Michigan around because. I think people give him way too much credit for that, but mm-hmm. I think there's no denying that from the fucking pitfall they were in, he made them better. But I don't think that that should be praised because I think making them better from what they were at isn't much of an accomplishment. So I think after doing that, you had to give him at least a few years. 
especially I think you should with any coach get a couple years, but especially in college, I think you need a minimum of a few years because you're not actually getting a chance to get your players and your system and everything. But since then, I feel like it's only gotten worse. So that's why I can't believe the last two years they've kept him because since he's had more of his way and more of his system, it's only gotten worse. So I would say no, but I would have said that the past two years, even like I said, try and judge it fairly being like, well, yeah, yeah, I wouldn't have hired him by get having in the first few seasons what happened. Well, that, and then like even was it during the revenge tour? Or right before when they're talking about a lifetime contract. I think that was right before. I'm glad they, uh, I bet they're really fucking happy they didn't do that. Yeah, I'm hoping they still do that. That's why I'm wanting more than anything. (laughs) But, uh, I'm sure you've seen the, uh, Big Ten change their mind about the rule in Ohio State's in the Big Ten championship against Northwestern. Yeah, and, uh, I wanted to be Wisconsin, man. I think I feel like Wisconsin lost to Northwestern because they were they were down some players, and I feel like I've been way more competitive with Wisconsin. And it proved a lot more for the playoffs than Northwestern. Maybe in some people's eye, I don't know if you remember a few weeks ago when we were talking about this. You know, so I'm guessing it'll be Wisconsin. I said I thought it'd be Northwestern. I think Northwestern is better even at their strength. I think I think they're traditionally the most underrated team in the Big Ten. Not that they're amazing or even on level with Ohio State, but I think they get no attention because they're such a small program. I think their coach for what their program is, they have no right to be as good as they have been. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that shows how good he is. I hope Michigan is as dumb as they are and not smart enough to hire him. And I think he also seems like one of the few guys that is also a nice, normal guy and uh, praises Ohio State and is respectful, even though Ohio State traditionally dominates them. But, uh, I think they've done so good this year that if Ohio State beats them, I don't know how they could keep them out of the playoffs. And like I said, the Big Ten would be stupid. Again, on all bias aside, to not change this rule. This rule was made up. It's not like a long-standing rule. These rules kind of been fluid throughout the season, and I feel like it would have been embarrassing to keep the top team, clearly the top team, out of the league for that reason. Yeah. But, uh, November 19th at noon in Indianapolis. We'll uh, get to Ohio State play Northwestern. I'm happy about that. Yeah, I, th- I think we'll, I, I'm confident we'll win, but, you know, yeah. knock on wood. But you really don't think Wisconsin would have been a better? Did I say it I, that I didn't think it would be Wisconsin? No, it was the other way around. You said, so it's, I was going to be Wisconsin. I was like, I think it will actually be Northwestern. You know, really? Well, they hadn't, and, they hadn't lost yet to Northwestern, though, right? I don't think so. Yeah. I just, like I said, I think – Traditionally, I think Wisconsin's better, but even if they have at full strength, I think Northwestern is a better team this year. So, really? Yeah. I could be wrong, but that's how I felt about it. Um, and then I watched the uh, – well, actually, I didn't get to watch it. I listened because I was at work, but I listened to the second half of the Cruz playoff game and them advancing to the MLS Cup, which will be hosting Columbus. So, yeah, this Saturday at – Eight o'clock, which is even more of a bummer that Michigan fucking blew it because we could have Ohio State beating Michigan <laughs> in the morning and the crew hopefully winning the championship at nighttime. It's one and done? Yeah. So for all the marvels, the kids say. But uh, it'll be ties. Huh? What if there's a tie? No score. Um, it'll go into overtime. And then. It's I, playoff games, right? They're going to overtime? Yeah. That's good. Then I watched. 
the Mandalorian, which I won't get into because I don't want to be the guy that spoils it, but I'm uh, only liking it more and more. You know, it pisses me off on Facebook. It's not even Facebook friends that spoil it. Oh, I know, yeah. It's, it's fucking ads for these retarded yeah. websites. That uh-huh. are like, Can you believe this happened? Yeah. What will they do with this now? And then the only other thing I watched was a Netflix original called The Holiday Movies That Made Us. I don't know if you've seen this on there. It's yeah. the same series as The Toys That Made Us. Yeah. And then... I didn't even, made us. Yeah, I didn't even know they made that one. I only knew about the toys. And like I said, I loved that in concept, but I actually didn't love the actual result. It was okay, but I was hoping for more. But you know how I, as I keep mentioning with Christmas, especially Christmas movies, and I started this, and I absolutely love it. It's so great. The sad news is there's only two two episodes. I don't know if there's going to be more. Christmas story one? No, they don't have that. It's uh, Damn. Elf and Nightmare Before Christmas. Both are definitely worth watching. Um, Elf is actually more interesting. They I had. I saw they were. Uh, um, there's a YouTube channel that does this too. Oh really? Yeah, I wonder how they feel about it. Yeah, they just did one oh, I'm Elf sure. As well. Oh. Um, but Elf was actually more interesting, which surprised me because I felt like that was kind of just straightforward. Just even though it's good, I felt like there's not much you could add to it. I felt like Nightmare Before Christmas just inherently with all the stop-motion animation and everything, I thought it would be way more interesting. Mm-hmm. But they're both worth watching, but I think Elf is actually more interesting. A few of the things that they talked about, I added some notes here that I didn't know about that I was kind of like, this is cooler than just like a, a making of. Did you know who was originally p- supposed to play Buddy the Elf? No. I was trying to think who. They were going to have Chris Farley play him. Oh. And uh, the director of Elf, I guess he never really directed anything. This was his first thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, he said he had to decline it because he said that he had a very particular thing in mind with this and he didn't want it to be ruined. And you should watch it. I think you would love it. And he's talking about how it might just be like a silly comedy and Christmas movie to some people. Mm-hmm. But that uh, his dad died when he was really young and... Christmas is one of their main was one of their main bonds, mm-hmm. and he said that that's why at the ending with the buddy hugging the dad that that kind of is what made the movie for him. Even though a lot of people might just think it's silly, and that's why I always liked about the movie is that I love the Christmas and the silly, the funny parts. But this movie somehow also gets super emotional, even though it doesn't seem like it should be. Yeah, and when he's talking about, it, you can tell he's like trying to cry, and I was like, I feel like that's why it seems so genuine is because coming from somebody that is actually genuinely feeling that. And, um, so that might come off kind of smug, like, uh, young director being like, Oh, I don't want Chris Farley, but I feel like, and it would be interesting. I wish you could have like a alternate university, what that was like, but mm-hmm. I think that, um, I get where he's coming from. Something like that. You have a view in mind and Chris Farley, I think would, uh, definitely make the movie his own and great. kind of, <laughs> kind of rob the, the story you have. Um, and then did you know that all the scenes they filmed outside, like on the streets of New York and everything, that none of the, besides Will Ferrell and the main actors, there was no uh, stand-ins or what do you call yeah, them? the YouTube channel. Uh, oh, really? I think that was actually the title of their video. Yeah, so all the times you like went up or like when he yelled Santa at that guy that was overweight and I was like, <laughs> I would be fucking, that's like Borat level right there. I would be <laughs> fucking terrified to do that in New York. Are you kidding me? <laughs> and then um, the only other thing I had on here was uh, your guy, Faison Love. 
Oh, yeah. And Artie Lang. Yeah. Um, his name tag says Wanda in the movie. <laughs> and I guess that's because they originally cast it to be a girl. And uh, they had, I can't remember the actress, I should put that on here, but she fell through or didn't want to do it money-wise or something. And they already made the name tag, so we'll replace it for you. And he's like, no, I still want it. So if you're watching the movie, <laughs> he has a name tag that says Wanda, even That's though he's true. a guy. Yeah, Artie Lang played the the Santa in there, yeah. which is, uh, there was a movie called Lost and Found. You ever watch that with Artie Lang and David Spade? I think that sounds familiar, but I don't know. That is another movie where it was supposed to be God, Chris Farley was so fucking successful, man, that he had movies lined up for like a decade. Uh, Shrek, too, I'm sure you heard that before, right? Yeah. He was supposed to play Shrek. But in Lost and Found, he was also supposed to play play it, but then they put Artie Lang in there. Because, like, oh, he's from Mad TV, and they, they dyed his hair blonde and everything to try to make Chris Farley. So it's funny to think that was supposed to be Chris Farley, and then Artie Lang was in that one as well. Uh-huh. Um... Yeah, Elf's great. Uh, I love Phase on Love and uh, Artie, Artie Lang's like a fucking god to me. He's, a, uh, he's my T Swift or something. I don't know. Ew, please no. Yeah, buddy. No, not even that I dislike him, but if he's your T Swift, that's no thank you. He's sexy. Uh, so that's all I have for watching. We can get into the uh, free games if you want here. So. On 360, you have Saints Row got out of hell till December 30th. On Xbox One, you have Swim Sanity till December 15th. So only a few days on that. And The Raven Remastered till December 30th. And then in a few days, starting on Xbox One, you'll have something called Bleed 2, which I don't know what that is. Starting um, December 16th and going till the 31st of December. And on Xbox 360, you have stacking also starting on de- uh, December 16th and going to December 31st. I think Bleed 2 I said wrong, though. It starts on the 16th and goes to January 15th. And PlayStation Plus, you have Worms Rumble, Just Cause 4, and Rocket Arena till January 4th. And then PS5, you have Bug Snacks till January 4th. Um, I need to download that Bug Snacks. Yeah, or you should definitely claim it. Yeah, do you have any fake outrage? Uh, Uh-oh. sure. Uh, sure. Uh, I just think it's kind of crazy that um, that you don't pay me, and I was over here for eight hours today. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I just realized that I'd been here for eight hours filming stuff with you. I was trying to figure out how to turn it into fake outrage. So I was like, I could just say he doesn't pay me or something. Um, no, I I knew this episode would be long, but yeah, this is still nuts to even me. Because we did the video game awards from mm-hmm. 6 to 2 a.m. So 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 1. So that's eight hours, man. We put in a full work day here. Because it's done a 24-hour stream, you know? No, because that, that, this is eight, and that's 24. Mm. So I feel like probably 120 bucks. You could uh, Venmo me. I'll, I'll feel like okay, that oh, works. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> but you got any fake outrage? I don't this week, so can wrap it up here if you're ready. Sounds good. I know it's a short episode. <laughs> As always, you can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Current Backlog, and you can send any corrections, questions, or feedback to currentbacklogs at gmail.com. Goodbye. <laughs>